Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pact, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. Earthpack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Just live. We believe a life is meant to be lived to its fullest potential. In order to do that, you need to feel at your best, both physically and mentally. We founded this community to share what we found as professional athletes that can help people of all walks of life. So you can go out and do exactly what you're supposed to do. Just live. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Now with Chalky podcast. Wait, 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 you gotta keep it going. You gotta keep it going. You gotta keep it going. They're almost there. I got two. Just a good one. Two. A big one, people. A big one. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hopefully our guests tuned in. <laughs> oh yeah, they're still tuned in. Are you kidding me? They're going, why the fuck are they playing a the Olympic theme? <laughs> why is it, Lauren, that we played the Olympic theme? <laughs> our guest this week is a dual sport athlete. Dual? In surfing and water polo from Newport Beach. Oh, yeah. But not just any water polo player. We're talking about a two-time gold medalist in 2016 and 2020s for the U.S., Women's water polo. Team. Wow. Yes. Our first Olympian. Yeah. Of a, I guess, not surf sport, but two. this is pretty much. This is pretty much, we got a gold medalist. Yeah. Do, two time gold medalist. Bling, bling. You should have brought him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, um, she's from Newport. I'm just going to kind of highlight a couple other things. She competed at NSSA. She uh, was uh, crowned uh, 2009 2010 as best female under 18. In the AS, ISAs, wow, that's pretty impressive. And she went on to University of Southern California. USC? Right yeah. on. Yeah. Damn! I know. And she's also won a national title for the USC through the NSSA. Dude, that's freaking epic. What? Yeah. She's also an ambassador to the Young and Brave Foundation, which is super cool. And co-founder to Champs for Champs, right? Camps for Champs. Oh, sorry. Camps for Champs. 
I need glasses. Yeah. Um, you probably spelt it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just cut and paste. I plagiarized everything. Uh, but we are super honored to have super Kaylee. Super honored. We don't even know your nickname. Do you have a nickname? We were Gilly. talking about Gilly. We'll go Gilly. for Gilly. Gilly? Yeah. yeah. Gilchrist. Thank you. Thank wow. you. That was quite the Dude. intro, you guys. I feel honored to be on the cast. Oh, we are. I could have gone. We are honored to have you on yeah. the show. I don't think. Yeah, like I said, man, this is pretty huge. And to be an Olympic athlete with a surfing background, I mean, yeah. that's that's something to aspire to. For sure. And I mean, just the, my kids play and I know how gnarly the conditioning is for water polo, cool. you know, and then those that aren't avid surfers and they go, you know, like they, then they also look at surfing as like how gnarly, like athletic, like athleticism it is. Yeah. Like I have friends that are, you know, kind of you know jocks yeah and they go surf and then they're just like they don't know how they don't know how like they're not just the, the conditioning the yeah like yeah. it's so tough but and you, you do both that's pretty cool yeah and to well, for someone to be successful in both mediums is not it's pretty rare right you don't meet a lot of olympian surfers <laughs> yeah. well can we let her talk she yes did, she grew up in newport so, i know you know she's down the street so so Thank you for sitting down with us, and um, yeah, let's start at the beginning. Where, where were you born, and where did you find surfing? Yeah, I was born and raised in Newport. Still live there today. Um, you know, my parents didn't surf. My dad is actually a two-time Olympic swimmer from what? from Canada, so there might be some athletic genes in the family. Yeah, yeah. I so, think so. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. But my mom is not athletic at all, and she passed that to my sister, and my dad passed his genes to me. But obviously they stuck me into swimming at a young age. And I was like, dad, how'd you do this? Like swimming at a black line. This is like miserable. Yeah. And I was just full tomboy. Like, as you imagine, just toe headed Grom doing whatever my friends, I had a really core group of guy friends growing up. And, you know, I wasn't old enough to do junior lifeguards at the time. So I think I was at eight JG starts at nine. So my sister started JG's and my mom's like, dude, I need to get the kids out of the house. Like. So she signed me up for Corky Carroll Surf School in Bolsa. Awesome. Sick. Yeah, man. with two of my best guy friends. And I did like two weeks there. I think they're like week-long camps or five-day camps or whatever. Yeah. And that's where I learned to surf, but I didn't get the bug. I was like, ah, you know what? I don't know if this is what I like. I was obsessed with basketball at the time. Like idolized Kobe. I like dreamt of going to the WNBA. And then finally, like, I think the friend group picked up boards maybe that Christmas. They all got boards, of course. Like, I was like, I need a surfboard for Christmas. They're doing I'm doing it. Yeah. I just did whatever, and I just wanted to be competitive and beat them at whatever they were doing. So I think <laughs> it finally stuck when I was, like, eight and a half, nine. And then, of course, you know, you get the bug, and you're just you're just hooked. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty young, though, like, still. Like, eight, that kind of eight, eight years old. Yeah, yeah, that eight is still pretty intimidating you know sometimes i mean if you're not groomed into it like like a beach family and you're going every day and you kind of boogie board for a couple of years and then start surfing today it's one thing but just to kind of like charge it it's not you yeah know, it's kind of gnarly still it's, it's funny that you went to uh Corky carol yeah <laughs> like you figure like maybe you'd stay around the newport area and and take lessons from down there but Corky carol school is pretty sick Oh, for sure. Right? Like, yeah. It, and it's been around for a long time. And I mean, they, they have such a lot, you know, an amazing, like, group of, you know, um, coaches or, or, I don't know what you call them. Like, not coaches. Instructors. But instructors, instructors yeah. 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 Like, they're, there's yeah. so many camps now. Like, oh, it's overwhelming. I was walking my dog this morning and I was just, I think I saw from, I live on 31st. So 31st to like 15th Street went for a walk and I saw three separate. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. 
Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Camps. Yeah. Just in that tiny little area. Obviously, it's Blackies. It's like the go-to learning spot in Newport. Yeah. But yeah, it's overwhelming. And I know Newport's pretty strict with those permits, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Bolsa Chica... Corky Carroll surf camp, you you weren't hooked yet, but your friends got boards, and then you need to get a board. What kind of board did you get? Uh, I feel like what most first surfboards are for Newport ends uh, a Russell surfboard. Mm. Okay. It was like I think a seven seven six I want to say, and they had these like blue rails. The design was pretty bitchin', but of course, like me, I was like this board's too big. Like I need to go smaller. I need yeah. to go smaller. Like gosh, mom and dad don't know what they're doing. They have yeah. no idea about the sport. So it was Christmas. I was like stoked they got a board, but the day after we went back to Rus- Russell Surfboards and at the time it wasn't across the street where the old surf side was. It was like on the other side of, I guess it would be yeah. Balboa Boulevard. Yeah. And we walk in. Side. Yeah. And I traded in and I uh, got a 610. So it's like, I didn't even go down that, that <laughs> much. But I was like, no, this is the board I need. It was 610 with just orange and red flames on the side. Sick. Yeah. And of course I got like the nose guard, whatever the pro tip or whatever it was yeah. and like put a pad on, don't, didn't need a pad and just like the kooky but perfect first board and your your friends got new boards too yeah all russells yeah Yeah. all russells that's cool and then um where's your guys go to like where were you get dropped off or where's your surf spot i could walk to the beach from my house we're like five minutes we're kind of over like you know but right by malarkey's like boxwood beach so i mean the way newport goes you start you know at the the first jetty whether it's like 28th or 32nd and then as soon as you like you kind of like graduate up to yeah. 36 was pretty intimidating and we were all kind of the 30s crew like we all lived in the 30th street so yeah. we usually stayed at 36 for a couple of years and then finally gained some confidence and, and worked our way up and yeah and i know you just listened to to just joe's episode and how we talked about you know that evolution of yeah going up the, mm-hmm. the higher number. your spot from yeah. you know moving up in in the hierarchy of your surf spot right so what i mean there wasn't very many girls. Like you're, you're one of the few, or one of the. Yeah, I was. I mean, I think we kind of got it at a good time. Looking back, I'm, I'm gonna probably age myself, but I. And this was probably every older generation thinks, but you know, like all the younger kids, they had their cell phones, they had all that. They're doing their video games. Like I feel like I was kind of the last generation where your parents were like, "All right, be home by dark. Like yeah. go do this." Like right. and you know, now looking back on it, I, that's was like some of my favorite times growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely like. Out of this crew I hung out with, we skated, we surfed, we did all that, and there were no girls. Like, I mean, I looked up to Erica Hosini. Yeah. And she was like... Is she a Newport Pico- girl, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we're really close to the Hosini family. Like, my sister went um, as best friends with Megan growing up. So, that was the one girl I looked up to, but besides that, there was no girls. And it was like, I don't know if you remember the Mags era, Men Against Girl Surfing. It was like... No. <laughs> was What's a, that? I think it was just a Newport thing, maybe. It was like Andrew, who I'm great friends with, the Doheny, Doheny? family. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Gosh, Nick Johnson was in Newport for a while. I remember Ripper that rode for O'Neill. Uh, but they just like just joked around with the mags. 
Yeah. And they like spray painted all of their surfboards. So the first session I finally like graduated to 54th Street, I went out and I'm getting burned by I think Nick and Andrew's like yelling mags at me. Just <laughs> fully had to like work my way up the pecking so order. Say that acronym again mags yeah men against girl surfing yes <laughs> totally like but now looking back and i was like oh i kind of did get like a little haze kind of got the were they joking or was it kind of serious i think they were pretty serious oh but like to gosh. me they were kind of giggling about it but i was yeah. like dude i know what that means like you guys are kind of being dicks right now yeah and then i think i because there like, is a spot called mags yeah right? yeah not that mags yeah and then so i surfed 54th that one time and then i was like i'm scared of this place people are mean out here and like downgraded back to 36 for like six months and then finally oh, worked my way up yeah. there. Yeah, it was, it's a tough spot. <laughs> I mean, you know, even as a, a a boy or a man, it's still intimidating. For a girl, it would seem a little bit more intimidating when dudes are like, Oh, I, would, I would get to go back, go back to the pier, Coop. Go back to the pier, what are you doing down here, bro? Like all the time, every time I paddle out pretty much. Yeah, and of course, yeah, yeah, of course, most of the guys, I know well, and I'm there. You but they're know, still gonna but they're still, yeah, yeah, they're still. But it's so good. It's like, I'm and then finally, the pier, dude. It's freaking yeah. Yeah, and then, and then you finally make it and start getting some respect, and it's like almost that much more fulfilling. You're like, oh, I yeah. did it. Like I did yeah. what I had to do. I started down here, like worked my way up. And I think a lot, a lot of spots, or even territorial places, or or just the pecking order. There's a lot of tough love, but you you show up, you show respect, you put your time in, and and you know most often they're like they become your best friends, like, like yeah, you know yeah, and I would even argue like that's not even doesn't exist as much anymore. Like of yeah. course there's some people that are still territorial, and like I think I almost wish it was a little bit gnarlier because yeah. now you see these people showing up, and you're like, was that our responsibility? Like my my group of friends' responsibility, be like, should we have been harder on the Groms? Because they're kind of doing whatever the heck they want now. Yeah. But then, like, a good South comes on 56 Jetty, and then you're like, oh, mm. there's definitely still Yeah, that starts separating here. real <laughs> surfers from so you surfers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. you were a strong swimmer, and you started real young swimming. How, how was it, like, picking up surfing, like, you know, at those early, you know, years? Yeah, I think I was just, like I said earlier, just tomboy playing any sport, yeah. whether it was swimming, flag football, basketball, and then water polo, too, I picked up at the age of eight. So I started surfing water polo, like, same same time and fell in love with him. Um, same time, obviously different reasons, but... Uh, and then I did basketball, water polo, and surfing until I was in eighth grade. Like, those were my three loves. And then I knew going into high school, it's like, all right. Pick them. Yeah, you got to pick them. And, and everyone just said I had to pick one. And I was like, F you guys. Like, I'm, I'm a stubborn Taurus, if you guys yeah. follow any of the horoscope signs. But Taurus are stubborn. And I was like, I'm going to prove you all wrong. And then <laughs> from that moment, I was like, I'm going to figure out a way to do surfing and water polo and have managed to be doing that for you know 20 plus years and obviously it's exhausting and the balance is insane but also what i've learned from day one is trying to figure out how to balance it um and you have to prioritize certain sports in, in certain moments and yeah. that was a challenge definitely in my earlier years but waves are going off you gotta be in the pool yeah. oh yeah like <laughs> my my i was thinking about my high school schedule like before i i mean my parents were probably the happiest parents once i finally got a license but for those two years like my freshman sophomore year we would have surf surf, surf yeah class. surf team in yeah. at like 7 a.m but morning practice was before that so my dad would have to get in the car at like 5 30 with my bike because he would go to work drop my bike off at 56 then drive me drop me off at the pool before six then either him or my mom would pick me up after morning water polo practice at like whatever 7 30 
draw me off. I'd be like running late, putting my wetsuit on in a car. And like, I don't know for anyone that knows, like going from chlorine to salt is like the worst thing ever. Just the feeling, (sighs) your eyes, like it just sucks. So I'm putting on this wetsuit, get dropped, go to surf class for like less than an hour, bike home, get ready. And then one of my best friends, Camille would like pick me up because I didn't have a license and take me to school. Yeah. And then straight into afternoon water polo practice. It's crazy. I'm, I've been in that mix for a little while. <laughs> yeah. The scheduling and me, me and my wife divide and conquer and it's just so busy. But you just do what you, you know, you, you want your kids to succeed and have fun and, and you know, do something produ- productive. But the scheduling is nuts. My parents, because I'm older than you, a lot older, but like there was no like training. There was no like all year round sports. You kind of went through the seasons like, well, it's, yeah. It's like football season or Pop Warner and it's basketball season. It's soccer, you know, like now it's all year long. Yeah. It's whatever, insane. whatever you're into. And it's more intense. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, going back to surfing and that, so your parents got you the wrong board for Christmas. <laughs> and was it hard to tell them like, dude, you guys blew it. We're going to trade this sucker in. No, I was like such a spoiled little brat that I was just like, this thanks so much. But like, can we go tomorrow and change it? Like, I don't like how it looks. And at that point, it's like, I wasn't doing anything surfing. Like I could probably barely stand up to be honest. So like the board really didn't make any difference, but it was just the fact that like I could pick it and I could pick what I thought was right at the time. And that my kooky parents that had no idea about surfing, like they got the wrong board, but in all reality, the boards would have worked the same. You know, at that level, and even at higher levels of surfing ability, the board still has got to feel, look, and, and you know, before you even ride it, right? It's got to pass it's, the friends test, too. Yeah. It's I gotta, mean, you can't show up with the board that you're not stoked on. No. And then your friends would be like, oh, dude, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you got to mind, you got to be mentally psyched before, yeah. before you, you know, it could be magic board, but if it doesn't look killer, oh, yeah. have the right spray oh, yeah. or logos, you're kind of like yeah. already I mean, at a disadvantage. Yeah. When a board, like you said, looks good, feels good, you usually can surf it way better. It's at least in mind. your mind. Right? It's so good that like, yeah. we obviously all relate because we're surfers and most people listening to this podcast, but like, I try to explain that to like my water polo <laughs> yeah. teammates, like that there, there's emotional connection with the surfboard. Oh, They're like, man. what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like, they just don't understand. I was like, yeah, yeah that's a real thing. It is. <laughs> this is like an extension of my, you know, my being. You yeah. Know? And it, it's, it's my magic carpet. Yes. And perfect. for your first one, like your first real board that belongs to you, I mean, you want that to be like the best it can be. And oh, yeah. Especially when you have the opportunity to, to like say something and yeah. go, no, I'm, I'm going to trade the sucker in. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure the parents were stoked. You, you know, the smile says it all. You yeah. know, when you go and get the right board and they're like, wow, she's super psyched now. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. okay, cool. We won. So you skateboarded too, you said? Yeah, I skateboarded. Um, like what kind of skateboarding? Like mini ramps? And- yeah, like I do. I mean, I was not good. Like we went to the van skate park. I could drop in on that small ramp there. Um, and then what What was it? it? used to be RS up on Superior. You guys remember that skate park? No. There's a in Newport on Superior. There was like probably pretty janky now that I think about it. But there's old skate park, so yeah. we would go go there. Parents would drop us off. Say see you in a couple hours. Yeah. And then just around town, we would just skate and found little like stairs and stuff. Yeah. But I that was like a short lived, maybe a few years. Can't get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Gets to a point. Especially where, when you start getting into the other sports. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to miss a game. You don't want to miss surf contests. You yeah. you know, like you just don't mm-hmm. want to. But skateboarding, I feel like, can really help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you start skateboarding and excel in it, 
the things you do in skateboarding can definitely help. Yeah, I wish, like, I bet if I skated longer, it would definitely help certain aspects of my surfing, but I kind of, the tomboy started turning, like, a little bit more girly and was like, skating's, like, too guyish for me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm becoming a diva now. Like, we're polar opposites. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the skateboarding agility and, and, and just, like, like the quickness and stuff like that, you know, quick, twitch, quick twitch. Like, yeah, like that's important for sure. Yeah. Both in surfing because you don't look at surfing as this like quick twitch like type of movements, but it, it, but it, it is, is. Yeah. like yeah. so much oh, yeah. ankle and so much little subtleties that, you know, really, uh, I don't want to get too. Yeah. So, so going back to out. that board, how long did you ride that board? For? Gosh, I can't remember. Um, but I do know I, eventually got this five i want to say it was 510 russell and yeah. i remember i had like a, cake. a, a whole foot down yeah like yeah. so i could probably like start surfing a little bit like going down the line and i had i remember like a k grip the kelly slater grip oh, yeah. Was like, yeah and it was yeah. like black and red and it was like a red russell logo and like it still to this day like all my stuff kind of has to match like when i have to put like a sticker that doesn't like color coordinate <laughs> with my board Nothing wrong with that. i get kind of eggy so um <laughs> from day one everything matched and and then after that, I think it was probably my last wrestle. And then I switched to uh, G-Force, Greg Giddings. Um, nice. The entire Giddings family has just been great to me. So yeah. uh, I rode G-Forces for a long time before I started riding for Lost. Lost. Yes. Yeah. So so going back, was that wrestle a custom, the 510? That was, I think, my first custom board. Sick. Yeah. And then was that the board that you, like, really excelled on? Or? That was definitely the board where I started doing turns on, like, or turns, if we can call it that. But, like, going yeah. down the line. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I remember my first custom order, G-Force. It was, like, blue and then green resin. Like, it was the most colorful board, which is, yeah, like, yeah. a lot of G-Force is known for that. They, like, yeah. Greg's got awesome designs. And I think that was, like, the board where I excelled. I think I had my first contest on and... So on and so forth. Nice. Yeah. So the G Force. The G Force. Um, that's yeah. when you started amateur surfing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was your first contest? I think it was called like the Hello Kitty at HB Pier. Oh, do you guys yeah, remember, I remember that? that. Yeah, kind of do. It was like thirteen and unders, <clears throat> and I think maybe Erica's parents told mine or something happened. And Tom Kozad maybe he was great. I don't know if you guys know Newport Surf Shots. Yeah. He was huge in my development at, yeah. at a Grom age, and he maybe he was like, "Hey, come, I'm shooting this contest. Like, you should sign up for it." And super intimidated, did it, won my age division, and that was kind of like, Epic. okay, the start. Like, maybe I should start doing NSSAs, and, and then the whole amateur career began yeah. after that. It just takes one contest, because, I mean, I, the, just going through the contest, like, the mentality of, like, I've never done this time, these other people, are, if they're in, they're really good. You know, you got all these things you got to kind of, like, try not to think about, and then you do well, you're like, game on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So like, this is awesome. Yeah. So going back, Erica Hosini is a little bit older than you. Yeah, she's okay. got to be probably like five years, maybe maybe a little older now. So she was kind of yeah. like a role model slash. Well, like we would always like we weren't close in the water. We'd be like, hey, what's up? Like I was almost more intimidated because she ripped and like she was sponsored and she won that QS at lowers at like sixteen. Yeah. But uh, we just went <clears> to the <throat> same like elementary schools, high schools. Like her sister. Where'd you go? Newport L. Newport L. Nice. Ensign Newport Harbor. My wife's a teacher at Newport L. No way. Yeah. Oh my god, it's the dream school. We like yeah. rode our bikes on Dude, the boardwalk to school. I, yeah. I would just look at the surf and doodle. I wouldn't even pay attention. What you're teaching? What? Like, yeah, we, you're we surfing say, in the room. That would happen to you. Yeah, in the yeah regardless. Pretty much. Pretty much. Even worse there, but for sure. But oh my god, I remember like just being spoiled with being a school on the beach. Like there'd either be big waves or like a pot of dolphins, and we always had SSR, which was like silent, sustained reading after lunch or whatever recess. Yeah. 
And sometimes we miss it to go sit on the beach, like, the edge of the blacktop and just watch dolphins or giant waves. Yeah. Like, we were just so spoiled. We thought it was just another day. But looking back on it now, I'm like, what? So How rad was that? To be able yeah. to go to school on the beach? Yeah. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yes. Yeah. Like, Dwyer Middle School, <clears throat> it's about four blocks from the beach. And, there, you know, you could... Sit, you could see. see you could not see waves you could see if it's like blowing out yeah you know you can look at the trees and you can see the ocean but yeah. you can't see any waves you're just it, that's what really mattered as a kid like i don't care if yeah. there's waves is it blowing out i know how funny is that we all have our little like trees that we look at like to this day yeah. in the pool at water polo practice i have a flag i look at and i'm yeah. like i almost know <laughs> is it good or is it not so um there wasn't you weren't sparring against other girls surfing in your... No, my group was like... They all, they all surfed pretty well, and they became better and better. Like, Jared Cassidy, Victor Doan, um, you know, and then Bob Crave. I surfed with a bunch. But, like, on the other side, which we kind of hung out with, but they weren't our core group, it was the Ford Archbold, the Tyler, uh, Garth's kid, Tarlo. Yeah. Um, and all of them. So there was like a kind of pretty intense little group there. Yeah. Uh, and I think we saw like, oh, that's what they're doing. And like, they were doing contests. Droid, obviously. Andrew yeah. was crushing it at that time. So it's like, okay, our group's here. We want to get better. And we know like where we need to go after like surfing with those guys. Yeah. So we kind of had like what we needed to do to become good. Um, so someone like a, a crew to look up to almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't... I, I don't, you know, having a little click is cool, you know, but I think your spot, you're going to go out and they're going to have like, whether it's different age groups, because we talk about like people two years older from you at school is a whole nother like yeah. world. Oh yeah. But at the beach, yeah, they're maybe a little older, but you know, it's kind of the, the age barrier kind of breaks down a little oh, yeah. bit and you, and you have this like, you're just more accessible to all these different like age groups and talents or whatever. And I mean... I'm sure the boys pushed you just you know, as hard, if not harder, than any of the girls could too. Oh, for you know, sure. like they're just sounds like Droid did for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like let's see if she can hang. Yeah, she just you know kept pushing, but yeah. I mean, you grew up in such a a, a great you know surf community. Yeah, know? it's yeah. awesome. And like looking back on it now, I mean, obviously that's why we're like all still around. Obviously, we like the mere act of surfing, we fell in love with that. Yeah. But the community is what's the best. And yeah. yeah, going back to like the age thing, I think I was a freshman in high school doing surf team, and we had like Daniel Shea, Joey Head, like Charlie Buckingham, all those guys, and they ripped at the time. Also, I mean, they still rip so much. Yeah. Uh, but they're all sponsored and kind of like showing us the way too, and taking us under their wings. So yeah. that that was cool. And then like. You get to hang out with them outside of the water when you're in high school and like maybe a big party's happening. You get to see them there and you're like, oh, like, okay, they're really not that much older than us. Yeah. So. What, uh, who was your first sponsor? Was it? Um... It was O'Neill actually. Oh, nice. So going back to Tom Kozad and that bright blue and green surfboard, um, he got a shot at me at 34th, which is right, right in front of his house. And he ran it on Newport Surf Shots. And, like, Newport Surf Shots was the Instagram before Instagram was a thing. Like, looking at the daily hotshot, he uploaded a photo and said a little blurb about that photo every single day for, like, years. Wow. So if you got featured on the daily hotshot, like, yeah. you kind of, like, walk to school. Your, like, chest was puffed up yeah. a bit. And you're, like, waiting. Wave. Yeah, you're, like, waiting for people to make a comment. But I remember that photo. He's... Because everybody in the community looked at Yeah, that. totally. Yeah. And um, I think it was like 04 he got it. And he obviously knows Garth. He was from Newport and everything. And I think he sent it to Garth. And the next thing you know, like I got a call. And 
uh, went to the O'Neill warehouse and like picked up a bunch of items and was like, no way, this is so cool. And How I rode, old were you? Uh, I was, let's think, 12. Yeah. Whoa. And I rode for them until I was 24. Damn. Yeah. epic. Yeah, that, so it was really, really cool. 12-year run with O'Neill. Yeah. That's and they, they were awesome. great. You know, they were great. I could just drive up, grab whatever. They supported me. Like, I went to school. It was uh, this is college. It was actually a huge bummer, but NC2A rules are like no professionals at the time. And mm. even though it was a non NC2A sport, but because I was sponsored and was being, promoting a brand as O'Neill and it was on their website, like I wasn't getting paid like anything really. Um, but they like, I was ineligible for my first tournament. And like, this is like your first tournament as a freshman. You're supposed Nobody to like, give you the heads up. You're, you're supposed to like... show. No, like I, for like the entire fall semester, I was having these meetings with like the, the compliance people. And this is a time, like, I, I was ready to quit water polo because I was watching some of my girlfriends, like, basically qualifying for the World Tour that year. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. stuck in a dorm room getting yelled at by a water polo coach in, like, South Central. I was like, what am I doing? And then on top of this, so they basically pulled me from all the websites. I couldn't promote O'Neill. Like, I probably wasn't supposed to, but I kept stickers on their board and, like, technically got clothes from them. But I, my parents were, were supposed to reimburse the amount of clothes I got. So, obviously, O'Neill's like, hey, we can't, like... Do this. Keep yeah. yeah. Like, this isn't the whole. This is like going against everything about what a sponsorship is supposed to be. Yeah. And then after college, I like went to them. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do the QS." And they're like, "It's or after the Olympics, actually." And they're like, "We just can't do it." So yeah. no hard feelings whatsoever. Yeah. But that's kind of the end of the O'Neill. That's crazy. But let's backtrack to amateur surfing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you do the Newport contest at all? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Because that that thing's big. It is, and 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 I say that because. You know, I think Huntington, we're talking about the Newport City contest yeah. that has a pro segment to yeah. it. You yeah, know, Volcom sponsored it for a long time. It was yeah. OP, uh, OP Pro for a while growing up. Like I remember, those were the years that I was doing. It was like the OP Pros. Oh town. wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you know, sponsors change. But but you know, WSA and SSA or any of those others, you know, yeah. you kind of like Is move up and down behind it too. Like yeah, they, they yeah. Kind of, and Surfside does. I mean, I've been riding for Surfside for years. The best. I mean, I'm sure you guys know Duke and Paul. And Was just, there today? Yeah. Those guys, yeah. Love you, bros. <laughs> Those guys are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Got their reorder in. Um, but no, just like the, you know, to do well in contests, you know, on some of those other organiz- organizations is like, you know, you're competing. Their hometown one is so It's so huge. huge. So fun. Like the, just the clout, the, the like, you know, if I do well, I'm like the top of the totem pole like you know it's it's pretty you, important did you win the city one i did uh i won the city one in, in girls for whatever handful of years but i remember at that time i was probably still in elementary school maybe i was in middle school and i would do the guys contest Epic. and like my friends would get so flustered because like dude we can't lose to kaylee and i remember <laughs> i made the finals this was when i was the op pro at 56 and i think i got six i got last in the finals but i remember like beating my buddies and stuff and yeah it was kind of like bragging rights wow. for that. i didn't i wouldn't even think about that that'd be that'd, <laughs> yeah. be, that'd be awesome yeah you're, you're just yeah, those are so fun. And then there's also uh, the Newport Classic is the one to benefit um, Newport <clears throat> Harbor Surf Team. So we have two city contests that like you'd Sick. always look forward to every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, it, we I was just gonna say like the, the the contest the you know getting accolades of like you know finishing and getting a medal or a trophy or whatever, but the goodie bags. Oh yeah, uh, you know the we, we that, like it's like putting on your sticker and being sponsored and you know whatever. Like you get that goodie bag and you're just like yeah. Like, blown away. So going back to Tom Kozad, 
Like that guy, he kind of, I mean, we've known of him, but um, we found out that he was the one that told Vipe Desai to, to buy H2O. Or, right? Yeah. It used to be called, um, it was uh, Paul Burke's shop. Okay. Yeah, they didn't want to keep the name, or it did for a little bit. Yeah, it did yeah. for a little bit, yeah. and then and then Vike turned into H two O, and H two O became like a big thing in the snow and skate. Rad. Industry. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They put and on the first like, was the surf that, and snow contest. Yeah, I think he's part owner for a little bit. Yeah, but um, that's funny. Yeah, you're right. He's the guy so, who's got such a good memory. Yeah. <laughs> so boom, you you get sponsored by O'Neill. You meet Tarlo. Did you have to put together a portfolio or is just like... No, I mean, it was like at that time, what, I was four, or 12, so it was all flow. I didn't really need, I didn't have anything, like I mentioned yeah. earlier, my mom had no idea, like, what are we getting ourselves into? Yeah. But he basically, I, I'm pretty sure he was the one that kind of like pushed us, like, all right, now it's time to do NSSAs, like, this is kind of what you do as an amateur and like what your goals and aspirations are. And then and I that think, came pretty quick. Like, yeah, like, I think I probably got sponsored and went was the first season of NSSA too. Like I probably did NSA at 12 or 13 now, is my guess. Now, you already won the Hello Kitty thing? I think so, yeah. Okay. I'd have to go back and look at some photos yeah. and see if there's a Neil sticker on or not. But, but that all kind of happened. And it happened so quick too. Yeah. Like all those at the same time. But that, that's what's great about like having a real industry company sponsorship is they know the system. To guide you. They yeah. know how to guide you. They, yeah. know, they know how to like, you know, you know, get you to where you need to be. Based on your ability and, and how committed you are. Yeah. And Garth's like, dude, he's coached the best of the best. Oh, yeah. He's still the best. I was just going to say, like, Garth is, he's been talked about on the podcast many a times. <laughs> yeah. And when we finally had him on, we're like, you know, he's got a good grasp and eye for talent. For yeah. sure. And but it's but, proven again here because, I mean. But he also knows the importance of having, you know, the the best kid in each town or, you know, like having that influence of, you know, Hey, that we're going to try to help, help you and set you up on your trajectory. But yeah. like, at least we have the best kid for whatever, however long yeah. for that influence in that area. And yeah, things, people come and go or fall off or, you know, get sidetracked, but like they're really good about like making sure they're, they're, they're represented. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that's like obviously brand strategy, but I think Definitely. he also does a good job as like a mentor too. Yeah. I'm just like trying to help people yeah, call get me to before the event and just kind of be there in your corner. Like, you know, what do you need? Like, yeah. let's get, how do we get the win? If I knew what I, what I know now, I'd probably take more advantage of that connection. But I was like, like I said, like we were so naive to surf and yeah. surfing and how it works that like, it was like, okay, cool. Like here I am. Like I was scared to ask for wetsuits. Like I was yeah. scared to ask for stuff. And then I'm like, I you should have, have Lyndon as your, ma- your manager. This guy over here. <laughs> two, I'll take four. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Since we got one, why don't we get two? Yeah. <laughs> Better make three. <laughs> yeah, I should have had you so, so 15 years ago. You're doing club soccer, or sorry, club uh, water polo. You, you finished all the other sports. You're not yeah. doing like uh, basketball. Or... No, that ended when I was 13. So, so this is like easing into high so school. So now you're two, kind of late junior high, you're two sports. Yeah. And. How's that scheduling already then before high school? Because it gets way intense. I guess, yeah, high school was like, there's definitely some pivotal moments in my career where I was like, this is hard. Like beginning of high school was one, beginning of college was another, beginning of national team. But at that point, I think club polo for uh, Newport at that time was like Monday through Thursday, like 6 to 8 p.m. Yeah, So it was literally ideal. Like, and that's when you're like allowed, you can wake up early enough by yourself. You don't need your parents. Like I got my board, I got my racks, like. 
my buddy lived literally next door would climb over like bang on my window to wake me up to go surf in the morning so i was just doing that every morning and if the waves were good in the afternoon do that and then it's go to practice yeah so that schedule was actually like too ideal for, yeah. for both sports and going back to your parents you know not being a surf background and not knowing like the whole surf world you're pretty supportive of surf still yeah you know yeah. like that's kind of but you know like when you t- when Kozad and Tarlo come into your life and they're like wait what you're gonna get free clothes no she's gonna be an Olympian waterfall <laughs> player you guys like just kind of no no but she's gonna you know she's a sponsored surfer I know and to a a dad that was an Olympic yeah. swimmer but from Canada you know like Wait, what is this? Like, oh, totally. You're gonna get what? You're gonna get free clothes and wetsuits for for because you're a good surfer. Yeah, at a early, be... early age, like you're not like most sports you're professional at like early twenties or yeah. late teens, yeah. early twenty. You know, like you're talking to a little kid, and yeah, it's a, such a weird yeah industry. Because no matter what, like when you're not when you're not from surfing, <laughs> and you watch surfing, right? And then you go, oh, you know, I'm sure they could tell you're a good surfer, like watching their daughter surf against boys and beating them, like going, whoa, little Kaylee's pretty damn good. And then to get to the point where you're a sponsored kid, a girl, you know, like a a sponsored girl, that's pretty tough, right? Like there's not a lot of girl sponsorship going on, especially in your... Well, a lot of the brands were just just, you know, like... Yeah, they, they were dumping a bunch of money, but I don't think as aggressively as the men's because, you know, like it's just, it's one of those things where, yeah, you want, you know, as a brand, you want to sponsor girls. Yeah. Well, yeah, know? that was like the beginning of definitely a lot of like, like the good, women's, women's divisions. Push. Like yeah. I remember yeah. picking up the O'Neill like women's stuff at the time and like brought it back. I was like, Allie, my older sister, who's like total diva, loves Fashionista. fashion. Yeah, she's like 20 months older than me, like totally not athletic, like straight brown hair, green eyes. And I'm like, Allie, check out all this stuff. And I like showed her everything. And they were, she's like, this stuff is so ugly. You cannot wear that. <laughs> and I was like so excited to wear my entire O'Neill gear to school the next yeah. day to like show my sponsors. But was like, it O'Neill Juniors? Like- no, it was o- O'Neill Women's, but it was just oh, yeah. the very beginning. Oh, okay. And then Allie, of course, was like harping on it. And then I, obviously like I was sponsored by them for 12 years and just their stuff got better and better. It was clear how much more energy they put into the women's division. Yeah. But I think I was like the very beginning. And I was also at the time... It's probably the tail end, but that's when, like, people are just, in the surf industry, were just throwing money at at stuff. You know, there's just so much money in it. Yeah. And you, I mean, when you probably started your, you know, competitive uh, surf career, there, like, it was probably, like, enough for a final, you know? And then that's why you're doing boys. And then, like, a few years later, now there's, like, a few rounds of women. Like, it just went, it exploded in, like, a really short period of time where it's, like, you know, here you are probably just okay, you're in the final guaranteed, you know, yeah. however many kids, and then, oh, I'm going to try to, you know, do some other heats. Maybe I could do well in the boys to a few years later to where there's, like, now a grip of a female yeah. surfers. Yeah, it's Like, ripping. Yeah, yeah, it went So crazy. who was your competition at that time? Uh, once I got into the amateur, uh, it was Courtney, Lakey Peterson, Sage oh Erickson, yeah. um, and then, like, the names that aren't that didn't pursue professional uh, surfing, Taylor Pitts. Uh, she was on the USA team for a bit, Chandler Parr. Um, but basically it was like Courtney and Sage would duel it out for first or second. If I'm lucky, I'd sneak in for second, but usually just a solid third behind them. And then Lakey came up a little after us. And then 
Sage kind of graduated, and then Lakey popped into the battle against Courtney, and then again, I'm, like, kind of second, third, fourth. Yeah. Yeah, but it was really fun, and, like, now I'm just psyched on them because I get to watch them grow and develop as surfers and still be friends with them. Like, I was talking to Lakey last week and, and, you know, went to her wedding. She'll be invited, you know, to mine, you know. So it's just been really fun to see their progression. In the back of mind, there's a little bit, like, gosh darn it, I should have... I should have done the QS when they were doing it because yeah. they hopped on so quick. But, yeah. but, but they're probably what? so jealous and envious of your career and what you <laughs> yeah. did and your talents. Exactly. And, you know, know. Like it, it's Two a it totally gold works out. Yeah. medals? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. When are they going to get a gold medal? Yeah. I know. It's wild. I want to say someday, but... It might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you would have, could have, should have is always that kind of like, you know, little little thing in the back of your, yeah. your mind, you yeah. know? And I could, I, what if I just focused 100% on surfing? But then you or what if I would have, like, yeah, yeah, 100% on, it's really nice, and I'm glad you said that, you don't get burned out to be able to, to balance and have fun and different things. And, you know, and, and you're getting two water polo workouts sometimes a day. Sometimes you're getting two surf and a water polo. Yeah. Or something, you know, like that extra kind of, and when you're surfing, it's not a workout. Yeah. You're surfing. Yeah. Yeah. But, at the end of the day, it's a freaking badass workout. Yeah. You know? When you're in water polo, it is a workout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it is straight up, like... Yeah. It's and torture. I, yeah. And I rarely ever go, like, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But now, like, if I get introduced, like, back into the surf scene and I'm doing some contests, I'm like, God, it's a lot harder than it used to be. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, like, I think more so than ever in the last, like, probably 10 years now that I've been doing, been on the national team... Surfing is more of an outlet, like mental escape than anything. And it's yeah. like really hard to figure out like, okay, now I have to go train for surfing. It's always just yeah. like, let's go get grounded. Water polo sucked today. I'm over those when we're 13 girls just going crazy or like yeah. coach was a dick. Like I'm just going to go hop in and catch a couple of waves. And it's really cool. Like, and I know that'll be something for my rest of my life. Whenever my outlet forever. Yeah. Whenever my surf career ends as a competitive surfer. So I think like surfing in that, in those regards has kept me, the longevity of my water polo career going. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, you know, like it's, you know, I came from a surfing, you know, background and I, I'm trying to not have my kids burn out, you know, like, I don't want you to burn out. I don't want to push it. I don't want to be like the, you know, you just want them to have fun. Yeah. And let them all carve well, their own path. You want them to have fun, but you want to be pro. Yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to go around the world a few times over. Come on, bro. Come freaking step it up. Let's step go. Step it up, JJ. Yeah, let's go. But no, it's 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 a fine line of, you know, you, you came from, you know, uh, obviously a very athletic family that already had, you know, accolades and you had huge shoes to fill regardless you know so did you have pressure on like no i i think about this your dad being a swimmer obviously like so many people ask that because it seems like i did fall in his footsteps which i very much so did like i grew up a trojan baby because he went to usc yeah he was a captain he won a national championship there like i was a captain won a national championship there and then went to two olympic games and um actually tokyo was the last games I was at in 2021, and he competed there in 1964, the last time they had the game. So, like, there is, like, definitely a lot of really cool signs being, like, I'm on the right path. Yeah. But my dad's the guy. He, like, doesn't stay. We're so similar, but, like, he's stubborn as well. And we don't say too much, but he knows, like, when to say the right things. Yeah. Whether it's, like, a text being, like, hey, like, give it your all before you know it. Like, it might end. Or, like, hey, that was the best. Like, I've never seen you compete that way. And just little things like that. Man, a few words, but very... 
powerful. Yeah, and then like impactful. Oh my god, impactful. you need it. When he tried to talk to me about surfing, it was like we butted heads and we would drive up to the concerts at Seaside and he'd like try to be like, well, you didn't give enough effort. And I would just be like steaming in the car, not talking to him. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't play. You don't surf. You have no idea. But he obviously did know what he was talking about yeah. because he was. A competitor. Uh, a competitor and like yeah, knows what it outs- takes outside you know you're you're in the moment and you got yeah. the freaking blinders on and you're seeing this and you know he's yeah seeing the big yeah. picture yeah you know, and sometimes was, that's tough to take yeah and it was great because like i think he could see from like stepping away how determined i was on my own yeah and self-sufficient and just like competitive by myself that there wasn't a lot of pushing you needed to do yeah um and again like them not knowing surfing was kind of great like i see these people, the parents, and obviously the, there's been so many kids with successful surf parents, but just like the e-bikes and filming, I'm like, this is a lot. Like, yeah. I'm kind of glad now that I'm older and like my, I, now I have a little niece, like I'll probably want kids in the next, whatever, X amount of years, like seeing now thinking about parenting a little bit more. I was like, God, I love my parents and the way they did it. Yeah. And then my mom was just like, she's so happy-go-lucky, like, do 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 do. I don't know what's going on, but this is fun. We're driving down to San Diego on a Sunday. <laughs> like, just drove me across California. Um, just whatever, supporting being a team mom for water polo, yeah. just being the carpool buddy, and again, yeah. being biased, like you mentioned for surfing. Yeah, I want my kid mm-hmm. to be a surfer because yeah. how amazing it was to travel the world. But as a parent for water polo, you're not going to like Norco. You're not going to like, you, you yeah. know, like Tempe, Arizona or Mesa, like in a hot field. Yeah. You're, you're, you're sacrificing. You're mostly on the pool deck, somewhere nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's enjoyable. You're sacrificing your beach time. We, <laughs> this we, is definitely. True. Regardless, that's yeah. 100%. But yeah. I would say, and we, we spoke before the podcast started on um, how amazing and quick the games are yeah. and, and, and retrospect to other games of other sports yeah. and it's high intensity it's super fun to watch and it's over and then it's like wow okay and you know you're not playing one game you're playing a tournament most of the time yeah. you know so you're going on a weekend and it's not like okay you lost okay go home like a surf contest you yeah. lose the first seat like wow we just drove freaking three hours <laughs> yeah. and you just lost we're done for the weekend you come back Water polo, it's like a, you know, at the competitive side, it's a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And And at least you get a lot of like, you know, playing time and watching. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, the biggest difference is like the individual versus team sport. And there's like a camaraderie with water polo that is is so cool. And like, I'm sure you as parents feel it too. Like now you're probably pals with your kids, you know, the kids' parents. Yeah. But also just being on a team and like bring so many valuable lessons and lifelong friendships. And like, that's why I keep coming back to water polo. It's not... Yeah. Like, yeah, I love the sport. Like, that's super fun. And playing in a intense match in front of 6,000 people, like, hungry versus hungry. We just won world champs, like, last month. But, like, the, the friendships, the team, the yeah. memories, the long bus rides, like, all we, that stuff. We just were at J.O.'s a couple weeks ago, and it was the same thing. Like, you're not going to win the win. You're not going to remember the wins, losses. You know, yeah, if you medal, which is rare because there's so much competition, so many teams. You're going to remember hanging out at the hotel with your teammates. Yeah. Going down to the pool, running down the hall, ding, you know, like all that, ever, like you said, the, yeah. the camaraderie and the, like yeah. the team aspect, which is super fun and healthy. And it's just a good, you know, like aspect of like childhood, you know, totally. like the, br- bring them up. We love the, the whole like sports competitive attitude and, and like, because sports teaches you a lot about life, right? Like individual stuff. I mean, it's all on you, right? Yeah. Your training, if you if you succeed in surfing or 
tennis or whatever, like individual sports, that's all on you. But you don't learn a lot from that except for, you know, discipline and all that. Yeah. But the team sports like water polo, soccer, baseball, football, that's a killer experience to learn social network, right? Like you definitely we got a lot out. of personalities on a team. Yeah, personalities and yeah. just Social like awareness. working as a team. Yeah, you know, like you have a role to play. Yeah. If you execute yours and they execute theirs, chances are you're going to succeed. Yeah, right. But it takes oh, a sure. team, and that's the way life is too, right? In yeah, business too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Family, business, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Every everything like perfect. Yeah, what you said, Lyndon, is everything is relationship. You know, and yeah. and you're on a team. You got to rely on people with their strengths or their weaknesses, and and you know, and how to balance that, and and just having another adult like a coach. Yeah. You know, yeah. like another, you know, father figure or woman, you know, mother figure, like mm-hmm. whoever's coaching, and just they're not going to let you slide anything. Like I, I hear it from my kids. Show up late wasn't even his fault. Like we just were juggling. Comes up late. I had to do. You know, 25 laps of butterfly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, totally. I'm going to be late every practice. <laughs> yeah. Really? This is awesome. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, no, but just going back to, you know, having that structure and having and, and, and being responsible, but also having that um, that work ethic. And every, I, I, it, there's just a lot of yeah. things that yeah. and why that's important on the athletic side. I think, uh, you know, the, the more we talk to people about, you know, we, we talked about this a lot, like jocks or like sporty people. They're usually, you know, in, your stereotype is that they're dumb, yeah. right? But the, when you really think about it, the smartest people in business are athletes because they, they need to, like a quarterback, right? They need to learn a playbook. They need to read defenses. They need to, you know... They need, they, need to, yeah. they need to be a leader. Yeah, they need to like a leader. Un- and make need- decisions like that yeah. too. Yeah, you know? on the on the spur on the on you know and, and understanding and it, it takes brains and and you know a good yeah. head on your shoulders to to lead a team and yeah win games yeah and win business but yeah like Kobe like he's a fucking that dude was gnarly no. yeah I mean, gnarly and first and one on the thing? court for last one off psycho every time. Yeah, and, work ethic and, and just like the thoughts and and you know the interviews you you, you listen to or I listen to you're just like what like oh yeah huh? I mean Kobe, obviously I, I looked up to Kobe my entire life because I dreamt of basketball like being a pro basketball player before and then I kind of related to him more in regards to his work ethic as I like chose surfing and water polo and like totally dig like geeked out on the interviews like love watching. Still yeah. watching him play, yeah. and then he actually became a mentor of mine in in 2019. I wow. we were in World Championships in South Korea, and the balcony we were out partying. We just beat Spain. We I won. had that on my thing. Yeah, where you got a really bad uh, cut on your leg. Yeah, totally. Like I was up top, balcony collapsed, and I got pinned down. My left leg got pinned down. Like people landed on top of me, super gnarly. Like I got carried out, was fainting in and out. Like didn't know at that time if I was going to make it or not. Wait, wait. You were partying in South Korea and after a, a balcony collapse. Balcony collapse. Like, we were up top. It was like 1 a.m. We're flying home the next day. We just won world champs. You know, like, what an epic day. We go to celebrate. What? Yeah. It was super, super gnarly. What, Whatever. Rest of the hospital. Some people passed away that evening. 
just local South Koreans. Yeah, and, like, a bunch of people got injured. It was just straight chaos. And then, like, you're mixing, like, 1 a.m. and alcohol in a foreign country, like, and it's pouring rain. Like, it's just the most chaotic event you could ever imagine. And I am finally make it to the ambulance. Like, was able to FaceTime family and talk to them a little bit and then went basically pretty much straight into surgery and like I was gonna wake up not knowing if I like ever had a functioning foot again like at that point the realities came like okay I'm gonna make it but like what's gonna be the damage like nerves or artery or uh, exactly everything not like I don't know like I I never looked down at my leg but one of my teammates took photos and I look it's like full looks like shark like a shark bite so I wake up the next morning so can you I hope this isn't too graphic but like what what was going on what happened so, well, we found out later that it was illegally built. So the owner of the South Korean, it was called Coyote Ugly, was the bar. It was illegally built, or illegally built, and they brought just way over capacity. Like, it was a big night, world championship, so it was all, like, the Party. aquatic yeah. um, athletes were there. So we usually, like, when that happens, we, like, text all of our friends at different countries, like, okay, we're going to this place. So this was the place. Yeah. And we were all up top. And they're, like, probably made it for a bunch of, like, little South Koreans, and we're all these, like, giant water polo men and women, like, dancing Just, and jumping around. It's not around. to code. It's not, there's no codes in yeah. these places. There's, you know? You know? And then, so we Wait, were up it, top. Capacity says 100. That's 100 Koreans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's 50 water polo. That's people. totally different. Yeah. <laughs> you're... you're 200% over capacity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. And we're, we're like sardines in there. So, and they just kept letting people come in. And then it, when it fell, like it was kind of like the surreal moment. Like you're falling, like, I don't really know what's happening, but something right's not happening. So wait, you're on, I'm on top. Like imagine, on a balcony? Like, like, yeah, it was all indoors, but it was this balcony to just like have more people hang out down. Like over like a, Overview. Yeah, like underneath was um, like a table, like you could buy a table and mm. it seemed like a bunch of tables. And then over to your right was the bar. So we were up and then it collapsed. And the way it kind of collapsed, I think like the metals kind of pinned my leg down. People fell on top of me. So people underneath were the ones that got seriously injured and passed away because they had all these people fall on top of them. And I'm like wailing my leg to try to get it out, pushing it teammates off of me. And like that's like a whole different like PTSD, claustrophobia. Like yeah. I deal with like panic from that now. And then luckily got out of there. Like people acted quickly, like tourniqueted my leg. Ambulance was there and then made it to the, um, made it to the hospital. And then like, that's when the phone calls start coming in. Like, are you okay? What's going on? We have no idea. And what year was this? 2019. Shit. So they couldn't, I had alcohol in my system, so they couldn't have surgery right then. So I'm just like kind of sitting there like, what's happening? Finally, they were ready for surgery and I was like just crossing my fingers, go up to surgery. Like, What, they, what do you mean they have to like put you on IV and kind of do yeah. like kind of. And I think though if you're on, your blood's thinner on mm. when alcohol, you have alcohol, out, so yeah. just like the bleeding yeah. idea and stuff. Well, at least they, they were kind of on top of it. So yeah. Mike, but still like yeah. just the weight. And, and, and so I think I finally went into, finally fell asleep for like a second. Everyone had to leave because they had to get on a flight. So it's just me, my doctor and trainer. And I'm in this foreign country, don't speak this language at this like random hospital, get woken up like pretty abruptly and aggressively. And it's like, it's time for surgery. And had this crazy moment in the in the elevator where like I'm sweating, I felt like I was gonna pass out, made it into this like into this what you would imagine and what you see on a movie, like this tin 
surgery room with like the scalpels to the side and like that's my last memory it was me screaming if not screaming but i was like where's dr seth like i wanted at least one american that i knew in there just yeah, like just supervise. just yeah just be there with me he like comes running in because he had to get prepped and cleaned and that was the last thing i remember surgery was Holy like shit couple hours long like they I, I asked eventually like how many stitches like a hundred and they like laughed and rolled their eyes so like yeah something like that we lost count wow and but they woke up and the first thing i heard was there's no nerve damage you were millimeters away from your nerve you're fucking kidding me so like oh, i think you might have a full recovery and that was like the first moment it was like realization like sober realization just realization in general it's like what did I just go through and how am I alive and I'm the luckiest person in the world. Any other teammates that, that were um, like her? One girl who landed on top of me got stitches and she flew, she was able to fly home. I think like seven stitches. Some yeah. Minor. Yeah. And then one of the guys on the team also got stitches in his hand. Yeah. So was, I, out of the athletes there, I was the most injured. Was it rebar or like glass or did they even know? Like they, don't even know. they don't even know. They don't even know. It looked, yeah. it was big enough where it, I imagine what it felt like, because I remember wiggling my leg, that, like, I got pinned down by the rebar. Mm. Yeah. So, whatever, I had to stay in the hospital for a few days because of uh, just infection. They wanted to, like, monitor the cut. My mom's, like, of course, like, wanting to fly over. And I, at that point, I was like, no. Like, I had this, like, wall build around me because I, like, had to stay strong. Yeah. I was like, as soon as, like, my mom comes, I'm like, mom, yeah. we just start crying. I'm on the first yeah. flight I can. Yeah, I was yeah. like, we'll, we'll fine. I'm like, in good hands, Larney, our trainer, who's, like, the they best. Hung. Yeah, they hung the whole time and flew home with me. But I, as the way to the airport... I've met Kobe a handful of times. We, like, followed each other on social. He's just a big Newport guy. Um, and I messaged him. I was like, hey, like, I just got injured. I wanted to pick your brains. How you've always, like, come back from injury. So at this point, I'm supposed to make the Olympic team in less than a year after this injury because that was before the COVID postponement. So, like, oh I was, God. like, horse blinders on, like, got to go to work. And he messaged me back, like, immediately, like, yo, like, dude, I just saw you on the news. I was literally about to reach out to you. I'm so glad you hit me up. Wow. So we would message back and forth. He gave me some contacts. It was, like, Cairo. Like, I picked his brain a little bit. Like, so cool and just, like, there for me. So, and then. Because you got to imagine. Sorry to interrupt, but the access and the money, like, that guy's getting the best of the best of the best yeah. In, oh, yeah. in, in any situation regard, you know, regarding a, a you know, a specifically an injury, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that's a good guy to have in your corner to give you oh, yeah. resources and people and a and, program. And, and like I my mean, little no, eight year old self too, that like geeked out over oh, Kobe was like freaking gosh. out and like, she, like him messaging me back and like the worst car ride to the airport ever in South Korea was like, like made it, you know? Yeah. And obviously we shared a bunch of just back and forth. And then I was again, horse blinders on just training, just psycho, like 6am to 6pm every single day. Like like the healing process. So the goal was to play water polo games by December, which was our next water polo game. It happened end of July. And I was able to make it back for that. Not a hundred percent, but made it back and played in games. So that was huge. Yeah. And then when he passed away, like obviously like rocked the world, but it affected me like personally and it brought up all the memories and trauma from the incident that I didn't deal with yet. Cause you know, I was just pushing it away, pushing it away. Like there'd be some stuff like I'd walk in an elevator and get super tripped out and like kind of yeah. get panicky, but I was like, oh, it's whatever. Yeah. And then that happened, then boom, panic attacks happen. I was like, oh man, like I need to go, go get help. So then I just dove into the therapy process and like 
st- I mean, still stuff I deal with every day, but just like, it was just that entire year was just so wild so from weird. everything. Yeah. That's a lot of, so scary. Yeah. A lot of crazy really. shit happened that, yeah. that time. But going back to when you were younger before this, when was it like, when did water polo hit you? Like, I like high school. I knew I was good. Like by my junior senior year, I knew I was good. But but freshman, you're you know it's kind of hard to come on to a varsity team yeah. as a freshman. I made varsity freshman year, so yeah. like there was definitely like inkling. It's like okay, yeah. like yeah. me and my other teammate, they made freshman or varsity freshman. We're like okay. And then what was your like? I know mat- girls versus boys kind of mature a little quicker. Like yeah. did you come in like like I'm as big or better as like these seniors or no. were you kind of really intimidated and smaller totally intimidated i wasn't that i was like outgoing but not as outgoing as i am now like kind of yeah. scrawny and little like it definitely took some time to fill figure out my role yeah. like as i matured and developed as a player and as a person um and then i think junior year you start getting recruited pretty heavily by by colleges so it was like the ucla cal stanford sc and i was like whoa this is crazy yeah and then as soon as i got the sc i like knew it was like okay I'm but your your parents didn't really know the surf side of things did they know the water polo side where you're like odp like olympic development so, and like yeah so the you down with odp yeah. i'm down with odp <laughs> so usa water polo has this olympic development program yeah. and they have different ages and you can compete regionally and then hopefully make like a junior team which is nationally and then compete against other countries internationally. And I, my coach Barnett, who was like a legend of the sport, he, he was coaching Newport Harbor for like 47 years. He passed away in 2018, but he like pushed me. He's like, I really think you could make this. Like you should yeah. go. And I was like, fine, like I'll go. I think I was like 14. Went, thought I had a good showing, but I was like, I hate it. Mm. And I was like, mom, I'm never going back. Like I want to go surf. Yeah. And I said, screw USA Water Polo Olympic Development Program. Like, I'm over it. Get a call. I made the team. I said, sorry, I'm not I'm not going to compete. Wow. And, and just surfed and did that and surfed and did high school. And because of that, I think the looks for the colleges were less than what they could have been, or at least the scholarship opportunities. Yeah. But, like, again, I wouldn't have changed it for, so yeah. for What turned you off of uh, water polo? Just the time commitment, I think. Yeah. Like I was, I I just Four wanted nights, to do five nights a week. Like like that wasn't too bad, but then when you go to these ODP, it's like you're literally there like six hours a day for a weekend. Um, once every, I don't even know what the schedule yeah. is anymore, but it's yeah. just a lot. And like I wanted to be free and independent and like choose what I wanted to do. Yeah, and surfing is a hell of a drug. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it it definitely just if you're a surfer yeah. and you really love it and passionate about it and you're good at it, it could take you away from everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was already missing, like, I was already missing surfing for going to school and, and high school water polo. I was like, I don't want to miss any more surfing. So you took a, a break from water polo? No, I was still doing high school, which um, is but still... But not the ODP stuff. Yeah, not the ODP stuff. Like, high school, especially during season, is still really extreme. Yeah. Um, but my, my coach at the time was pretty cool. Like, in the off season, I got to miss morning practices to go to surf team practices. Oh, you get a workout? Yeah. It's like, yeah. come on, you're already, like... Yeah. Yeah. So that. Yeah, sleeping that in because you're late. You're doing something else. Yeah. Active. So what? Because there's positions in water polo, right? Yep. What did you? I'm fix? gonna I'm an attacker, which is like, so there's basically center, defender, and then the rest are attackers. So I play on the perimeter, play on the right side of the pool, which we call in the national team the four five side. So usually I like that's kind of the left hander side, but we only have one left hander, so I set a lot of people up. So I'm kind of like the assist person. 
and that's the role that you've kind of excelled in and yeah. played on most of the teams? Yeah, like my vision in the pool is kind of what saves me because I'm not the fastest or quickest, but mm. I can usually see everything like one step ahead of my opponents and, and my teammates. So that helps me like set them up or at least I can like be able to, to move to defense when I need to a second earlier so I don't get beat. By people like and Jay's daughter. And it's seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's seconds, yeah. man. I yeah, swear. Yeah. You're like, you're watching as a spectator and you're like, you should be, Trout, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. too late. Yeah. Bye. You know, it's definitely a really fast pace and it's, I mean, you're sprinting. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. I call it hockey in the water because it's it like is soccer, that, hockey in yeah. the water. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's really quick and it only gets quicker like as you kind of upgrade to college. And but there are positions where, body stature physique and like you know size you know like you're you know you're not going to be set unless you were like gosh like six oh massive i feel like yeah like, you these know, girls are huge in that's, center. that's like your shack in the middle yeah, yeah. you know like you're going to put somebody there that you get it to them and i don't care if there's two girls on their you know or guys on your arm they're it's going yeah. in like yeah. they just don't have the strength or you know they just it's crazy yeah it's yeah. wild yeah. and then obviously there's a goalie well, yeah. yeah, the goalie is that's tough too. It's like yeah. you're so you started doing cool. going back to surfing. You started doing NSSAs. Yeah, so I think NSSAs. Uh, I just did open women, so I didn't dive into like all the divisions. I just stuck to one. Um, again, like which is the, the best, which is the, the hardest, yeah. and I knew that. Like I knew that getting into it, and I was like, okay, like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do yeah. one. Like I don't want to add too much to my plate just with water polo and everything. And and things have always like schedule wise for me have always worked out for one way or the other. Like. Obviously, I've had to miss a bunch of things, but for the most part, it just works out. So NSSA for the women's divisions were only on Sundays. And for high school, California high school sports, you can't play on Sundays um, just for a religious standpoint. And then it just became like the day, the day off, no matter yeah. what. Like it was illegal to actually have training on Sundays. So the fact that that worked out, like I would have a game or a tournament, get home late Saturday, and then it was an NSSA all day Sunday. But I knew I could never, like I would never miss a contest, so I could yeah. still compete um, at NSSAs. And then that first year, I think I had a decent enough showing where I made it to lowers. Like, you know, this was when NSSA was still at lowers. Nationals. For, for nationals. Oh. And, like, I had to take care of everything of, like, entry fees for the most part, like getting my, my mom to write the check and, like, mailing it out. And I lagged and I missed the deadline for nationals. And like, I mean, Janice and Galen have been so great to me and like still support me to this day. But I remember like, I think emailing or calling Janice and told her, I was like, she was like a hard no. Like, no, you're on the alternate list. Like, just come down. I remember like crying in the shower, like so mad at myself that I missed the deadline. And like from that day, I don't think I've ever missed a surf deadline. So hard not like because you didn't send the check in time? Yeah. Gosh, it's hard. And that's like what like usually sponsors right? help people or parents help yeah. people. But like yeah. I had to kind of like learn this sport. I mean, obviously my parents were the most supportive and drove me everywhere. Yeah. But like I had to be on top of these things because they were so aloof to it. Yeah. So it was totally on me and I missed the deadline. The big, my the first big ever. event. Yeah, the big event. The big nationals. But yeah. I think at the same, the same season, Janice, Peter Townsend was the head coach of the USA surf team at that time. I think this was like 06 maybe. Um, and she kind of gave him my name to come to a tryout and he called me, left me a, a voicemail on like your home phone when we still had home phones. The landline? Yeah, the landline. <laughs> and my mom like plays it. And Who I was is this like, guy? I didn't even know that like USA surf team exists. Like that's how like, yeah, my parents were naive, but like I was too. Mm. So my mom's like, it's the tryouts tomorrow at 9th street in Huntington. Like we got to go. And I was like, 
I don't know if I want to. And she forced me to go. Wow, that's cool. Ended up having a two-day tryout, and we went to some pizza parlor in HB to announce the team to go to Portugal, the ISA Worlds. So this must have been 05, and then you make the team for 06 ISA Worlds. And, and, and Peter, at the end of the day, was like, to my mom, was like, we, we better see you at the pizza party tonight. I was like, Mom, I came here. I don't want to go to the pizza thing. And sure enough, he announces my name to go <laughs> compete at ISA World Juniors in Portugal. Dude! And, and then I think that was like, oh, my God, like, now I'm, like... Committed. Yeah, like, okay, I am good. Like, this wow. is the so real deal. So what was that... Uh, tryout process like was the waves good was it uh i just remember it was so i think it must have been like august and it was now they do like camps and there's like a whole year-long process to get chosen and that kind of started switching um through my like five years that was on it but for that first one it was just like three days show up show up go to workouts bunch of workouts bunch of heats bunch of this and that and then he picks the team like in August, and the contest wasn't even until the following May, but everyone just dispersed and did their own thing. Yeah. So that was just like a two-day event of just run as many heats as you can and surf as good as you can and see if you can make it. Wow. And then and I didn't made even, it. And I made it. And I was like, holy crap, I'm who, going who to... Who are the other girls that you had to... It was Sage, Courtney, me, Amy Nichols from Florida. Dang. Dude, what a or maybe Yeah, team. like that was the team. Nice. And that was your first ISA World Game. Yeah. For the USA, in Portugal. Wow. In Portugal, and I think what, it was 06. What 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 wave was it at in Portugal? God, it's down. It's a little south of Lisbon. I'm blanking on the wave. It wasn't. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of mediocre beach break. Yeah. And then was, and then that's when I was like, okay, like USA team, like this is rad. I'm gonna how I have to you? like I was 14, so I had that's to. So young. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's well, my daughter. That's Evie's age. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, like I mean, we talked about it earlier. It's like the competition for women surfing wasn't that. High or there was it was high like are you kidding I'm surfing against yeah. Courtney and Sage yeah there wasn't that They're many. the who's who of surfing of today yeah. Yeah. yeah but there wasn't that many at the time yeah so I was able to compete from 06 like freshman for four years basically my entire high school year I made wow. it and got to compete at ISA World yeah and, and and how was that with like scheduling with water polo and missing school and stuff they were like you're on the US team you're good. No, again, like, talk about scheduling, working out. Like, every single one worked out where it was always, like, May. So that's not water polo season. It's, it's like, end of swim season. Yeah. The one time it didn't was um, my senior year, which is, like, obviously my last year where I probably had the best chance of, like, doing the best. Um, And it was in New Zealand in January, peak of water polo season. Like, I remember so scared going to ask my high school coach, and he's like, no, you can go. So I missed two weeks a season wow. to go to New Zealand for ISA Worlds. Yeah. Because that's a primetime summer there. Yeah. 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 The waves like, were sick. We yeah. were at uh, Piha Beach. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That, so, I mean, that's just crazy. Like the, the scheduling and stuff. And yeah, it worked because it was a little, you know, offset a little bit. Did you do swim in high school too? No way. So you're supposed to like yeah. for Newport Harbor and like a lot of, I imagine high schools and so they, like, they, they want you to swim yeah. for conditioning. And I like would show up. I think I've done two meets, but I would just always find an excuse to get, to just yeah. get to surf. And all my, all my teammates and peers were so mad at me because everyone yeah. hates swim. You know, as a water yeah. pool player, you hate swim. Yeah. Um, but even, I was even though you do a lot of swimming and water yeah. polo. Kaylee's yeah. got favoritism. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure your coaches are like, hey, we need points. Just show up to the meet. Yeah. You know, like you don't come, need to come to practice. If you're surfing and you're doing water polo work, you know, yeah. like 
Just show up to the meet. No, ironically, like, looking back on it, I probably should have done the swim because I'm one of the slowest and have always been. Like, I've never properly learned how to swim, and it drives my dad nuts because he's (laughs) an Olympic swimmer. You could be so much faster if you just learned how to... Well, and then he tried to coach me at a young age, and, like, you know, like, as soon as you hear a parent talk to you, you're like, you don't know what you're talking about, and I just ignored him, and he just gave up. Is that JJ? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They actually know what they're talking about for the most part. Yeah. They just can't... You Kids just can't hear it from their parents. Yeah. Like, That's what the, the crazy thing is. It's like, it could be a person they don't know, and they will listen to that person. And literally say the exact the words. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Just, just pay an actor or exactly. some other kid. Exactly. Just tell them that. So, yeah. uh, back to surfing. You, you surf for O'Neill. You're riding G-Force. Um, did you turn pro after that? or? Yeah, that's like... Kind of, I couldn't technically call myself pro when I was in college because of those NC2A rules, but mm-hmm. I was surfing in the QS. Um, but I think, like, even before that happened, uh, I got to give a shout-out to Matt Biolis because Matt he picked Biolis. me up. Yeah, he threw me on the team. You guys you guys know Ryan Simmons from Seal Beach. Hell yeah. 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 So Simmo, the dog. Yeah. Simmo's, the ride dog. Ride dog. Simmo's the man, yeah. and he's been uh, huge in my surfing career. But he was coaching – I'm good. He was coaching – Chase Wilson, um, who made the USA team actually from Newport, and then he hopped on and helped coach Newport Harbor high school team. And then after that, I like picked his brain. My mom was able to pay for a couple like training sessions with him, and he was also working with Lasa at the time. So he mm. got me some boards through through Matt, and um, just through that, Matt's kind of been like supporting me since in, in such an awesome way. Like I always trip because like you know I can send an email to Matt and he'll respond to me. I was like, dude, this guy works with like the best surfers in the world. And he's still giving me the time of day as like a 30 year old, like on my tail end of my competitive career. But like, just, I just picked up four new boards yesterday. So, uh, yeah, I mean, those mayhem boards are amazing. And then Simo going back to Simo after Rio, which was 2016, I thought I was done for with water polo. And I was like, you know, Simo has been such a good coach for me. Like, let's go on the QS together. Wow. And we had a good little run, but I just started missing water polo too much. And I was like, I'm going back. Like, can't can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So when you traveled for the QS, you, you did the QS, followed the tour? Yeah, I did literally everything I could. Obviously, I didn't have any points, so it was kind of hard. Like, I remember we traveled all the way to Australia. To do, this is when they were still like 6,000s and stuff. To do two 6,000s, this would be 2017. And I was alternate for, for both, but I got into the trials. Like, won the trials in Newcastle, which was, like, the sickest thing ever. Like, last minute, last second. That was, like, one of my favorite events. My mom was there. Simo, obviously, was there. And then, I mean, I lost, like, the first heat after that. But just winning the trials was sick. And then sat on the beach as an alternate the entire Manly contest and just had to like slowly but surely make my way and I wanted something to happen so quick because I kind of gave myself this timeline of like all right you have one year to either make it in surfing or go back to water polo because you got to go back to water polo you're already missing a summer people will pass you up or your teammates are going to start kind of so this is like, before college no this was this was after so okay. I kind of jumped ahead to 2016 okay. so this was after Rio after my first Olympic Games and then, like, just force this QS Warriors. And it just, I mean, I had some good results, but it was just not enough time, I think, to be able to do what I wanted. And then I was like, damn it, I missed water polo. I'm coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go backtrack. It's so crazy that you, like, I mean, most sports, like, you miss a year, you miss a season, you miss whatever. And you're, yeah, you are passed up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because there's so many talented. So much. Oh, my God. So there. much. Okay. 
I, I go back to you're in high school. Yeah. You're in eleventh grade, and that's when people start scouting you out. Yeah. For water polo, right? Um, was it? Did you want to go to USC? Yeah, like I knew. I mean, I kind of flirted with the idea of UCLA because they were recruiting me heavily since freshman year. Who um, the old coach is my now head coach Adam Krikorian on the national team. So. That he always gives me some crap for that. But I knew, like, as soon as USC was going to reach out, and I knew they would eventually, like, I'm going to go there. Yeah. So they were actually, of course, the last the last school to reach out. I think it was, like, the first day of my senior year. And you usually can sign by, I think it's, like, the November of your senior year, yeah. like, signing day. And they reached out, and it was, like, done and dusted. Like, I canceled all of my recruiting trips to the other schools. Like, when <laughs> I think I went to UCLA for yeah. fun because I had pals there. Yeah. And then, like... It was easy. Went to SC. It, it was destined. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I loved it. How I like, proud was your dad? Like, oh, he was so stoked. And my uncle also went to SC, swam in two Olympics too. So, wow. Yeah. We had, they had so much fun coming and visiting. And I actually was super homesick my first, almost my entire year. So I'd be like, call my dad to come up to just like walk campus and hang out. And of course, he was like any excuse to get up there and like yeah. live his yeah. glory days over again. Yeah. Yeah. We parted the quad over here. Yeah. We did this and uh, yeah. Yeah, like walking around. He's uh-huh. like, "That's my friend." This yeah. is that. Of course. But at USC, it was cool. I, I think I always thought it was cool that I had a dad that was an Olympian. Like I, but I didn't really understand what that meant. I think truly until I went to USC, and he's got like him and his brother, my uncle, have a bench there that say his name and the Holy captain, crap. like. If you go on the pool deck, they have, like, an Olympian wall where, like, my dad and all of his events, he swam. It's, like, plaqued in there. And just wow. to, like, live kind of the same Ooh. lifestyle did, that he did. What did he do again? He swam. What was it? Like, what? Like, like, literally everything. I think, I mean, he's... Like, 100 meter... 400 IM was his best, but Canada didn't have a big swim team. And you guys have to remember, this was, like, in the 60s. Like, dad's a little old. So, they he was, like, one decent swimmer, so they just threw him in all events. So, if you see his plaque, it's, like this long like super long now compared it's very to everyone focus yes. within like a couple of events totally like, it's yeah. like now you just focus on your what but he went to olympics yeah did he medal no he got a fourth and my favorite story is when i won the gold i went up to i mean obviously we're like crying like hugging our family like running to the stands and then like after hugging everyone the first thing i said was like dad this is what an effing gold medal looks like <laughs> <laughs> just like rubbed it in the face like, he's like you yeah. <laughs> no, well, like all good. You bitch, I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, as tears are in his eyes. Yeah. Like, all good. Yeah. Humor, oh, but. there's no better feeling. I mean, yeah, you'd want one yourself, but when your kid gets one, it's like that's, 10 times. That's better. T- yeah. Yeah. For was, sure. It better. was really cool. Yeah. Rio was super special, but. That's crazy. So you're at school and his, and his brother's plaques are all over the place and it finally sunk in like. Wow, that's gnarly. Well, I... That's big shoes to fill. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually wrote an email. It was my freshman uh, first semester. Like I said, I was homesick, and I was hating. I was, like, watching Lakey and Sage, like, who are my pals, like, win contests. I'm like, dude, like, I could be, like, traveling with them, like, maybe getting some sponsorships, like, maybe make the tour. Traveling the world. And I just came off, like, my best... Serious FOMO. The most FOMO. And that's... I've always had that trait, so that's not good, but... Uh, and like, I just came off winning back-to-back U.S. champs, like the best I've ever done in my amateur career. So oh, really? I was kind of like thinking I was all that and surfing. And so I wrote an email to my coach. Wait, so you, you won back-to-back U.S. champs in surfing? Yeah. So that's when the first one was in Huntington with for USA surf team. It was like called... 2009-2010. Yeah, 2010 was the first time U.S. champs went to lowers with the um, WSA Prime. So that's when the NSSA switched. So U.S. Champs um, got the permit for lowers. 
So that was my very last year of amateurism was okay. down there. So that was okay. obviously awesome. And you made the final and won the final? Yeah. So Sick. I think final was Court, Lakey, and Najee Melamed. Wow. And you won. <laughs> yeah. Back to back. Yeah. It, was it going off? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was pumping. It was, it was so fun. Fuck. So you won back to back U.S. champs against gnarly yeah. people that are yeah. in the in the scene right now. That's 18 yeah. and under. So like I I mean, you know, it's when when you talk about the struggle of making the right or wrong decision. It doesn't make it. You made easier. the right decision. Yes, but I totally made totally the right did. decision. But when but you're you're that winning person and you're winning No, it was and you so have that hard. opportunity. And I came off those biggest wins and then like yeah. I got a high school championship at NSSA like a, a week after. So I'm like and then we went to an Indo boat trip with my best pals growing up, like in July. And I'm like, dude, surfing's rad. Like, what am I doing going yeah. to college? Yeah, um, it's a lifestyle. You're traveling the world with your besties, like surfing perfect waves. Yeah. and you know, it's hard to freaking. I don't think we've ever. I mean, we've had Jody Nelson on. Yeah, yeah. We actually talked to Lisa Anderson too. So. Yeah, and but the way that we're talking to you about your career is a little different. Cause like, you have two conflicting yeah, like sports, so, but yet that you're so good at that. But there, it's rare that two <laughs> conflicting sports d- kind of helped each other. Each other, but they totally did. And like that's again like why I wouldn't change anything. But like I still struggle talking to my water polo teammates about my surfing, like how much I love it, because they just can't relate. And like. Who am I to go be like, well, just imagine if you guys were actually good at a different sport. You know, like, how, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, I can't like, say that. And that's yeah. not my personality. Yeah. So. How much better you would be if you just focus 100% on water polo, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I'm way better than all you. And yeah. I'm surfing, you know. So it's really hard. It's like, I almost just hold this in. And like, my surf guys, like, my best buddies, Max Colvin, Victor, Jared, like, they're, they've been the best because they actually can understand both sides. Yeah. And they grew up surfing, like, competitively, too, in the NSSAs, and Vic had a good run on the QS. But, like, I just, it's hard to, you just kind of hold all this, this emotion in because yeah. it's like, who am I going to talk to? I sound like, if I say that out loud, I sound like the biggest, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, not ego. humble, total yeah, big yeah, ego. Sure. And was like, but, that's a turnoff. But really, like, you know, to hear that you won national championships and and then the NSSA you're an NSSA champion too for high like, school and, and for, then college too and what was like yeah. Garth and O'Neill on these like what what, what, what are they saying yeah. like we got well, you like let's go do the tour and you're like no oh. like this is I think this is when I started I was out of Garth's hand Garth kind of took okay. over the guys and I was dealing with some of the girls and um, I don't know if they they threw me actually a sick like party and, and I, I just thought I was going to the O'Neill office this is when they moved they're off of Irvine which I think they're still at now like somewhere in Irvine off of Jamboree and um, I thought I was just going to like get new clothes and then they like put apple like sparkling cider in a champagne glass like had like confetti like threw me a little surprise oh cool and then I was like oh this is sick like this was a big deal and then I go into you guys know Al Cap the coffee house in yep. Newport and then right after that, I went to Alcap, and this is Bliss Mag at the time when they were still Sick. printing Bliss Mag Joey from Bliss. Yeah. And uh, I was just, you know, you sit after your after your surf, eat your bagel, and look at Bliss Mag, and without even knowing, and I don't know if they planned it, planned it, but it was a double page spread of me winning, like in an O'Neill ad of like U.S. champs, and I was like, oh, that was so sick that they did that. Um, but besides that, like. 
I mean, not to harp on O'Neal at all, but there wasn't much support. Like, I think I was on contract at that point, like finally signed my first first contract, and they supported me for uh, a few years financially with travel and stuff. But there wasn't, like, and I think this is probably me that I should have kind of picked, yeah, did picked you have up more. No, and, yeah. like, I didn't really know. Again, naive, and my mom's like, I can help you out. It's like, Mom, you don't know what you're doing either. Yeah. So they were just like, I think we're just sitting on a... a awesome opportunity to promote this person for basically free and now she's going to go to college kind yeah. of deal yeah so. dude that's crazy um, but we've talked to a couple of guys that ran companies teams. or teams and stuff and they're big you know supporters of like people going to college and like you could do both you know yeah. like you could oh, be yeah. a pro surfer like like garth and you know like there's others that we've talked talked to and there's like you could you could still do both and and believe me when you know, there's nothing more. You either have the talent that you're going to be a, you know, top, you know, world champion that you don't have time, but there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, you could balance it now more than ever versus like, you know, not having to show up to well, you, stick classrooms. You could do online. Yeah, you're you can hearing do, like a lot more of the girls, I think I on CT like are doing or getting their, their degrees, bachelors or degrees yeah, or whatever. You know? But I think like when I, one of my pushes for when I did 2016 app, so this is after the Olympics, I was like, I think just looking at all the girls on the tour at the time, I was like, if I could make it, I'd be the only girl on tour with a degree, which would be like pretty sick. But now, yeah, obviously, now everyone's doing their own thing and figuring it out and getting their yeah. degrees. But it's just think, a huge accomplishment. Very many girls are yeah. doing that yet. Yeah. No, but... Um, but in so, this, this world of now, you can, yeah, you know, classes, you can do a lot. Your you own know? schedule and program, yeah. So you, you, um, you're at USC, you're on the water polo team. When did the Olympics start, like, yeah. happening? So USC, um, I mean, now he's probably more notorious for the college blue scandal, but Jovan Vavich was like, May go side down. door. Yes. Yeah, oh, the side door. Yeah. The side door. So he um, may go down as like. Wow, one Kaylee of... could get really out of the water all the way up to her <laughs> knees. <laughs> I, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Those photos were so bad. Dude, they were so bad. <laughs> like the crew photos. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, anyways, he he will go down as like one of the one of the best coaches in history. He's from um, Montenegro, like total Eastern European vibes, and he's known for like if you go to USC, you know you're gonna get like chewed out. Like, the things he said were so gnarly. Like, I don't even think they would pass in this day and age. Wow. Like, it was so heavy. He really messed up, like, messed some people up. Just, like... Verbal abuse? Full or verbal like, abuse. But that, in his way, that was the way to bring out the that best was, of people. That was the way. Yeah. And it did. And it worked. Like, he yeah. has, I think, more national championships than anyone. Yeah. Yeah, men's and women's combined. Or close to. Um, but... So if you add that on top of like my decision of like what do I want to do surfing a water pole and I'm getting chewed out by this is Eastern European, uh, but he definitely like pushed me and um, kind of I developed into a new or different role on that team and just developed my playing and understood. I think it was like the most significant person in my life of like understanding like discipline and commitment and what it means to be on a team. Like in high school, Coach Barnett was cool to me where I could still kind of like do Kaylee's way and Yovan the first thing I, I like remember I, I wrote him an email and it was Bali when Bali had the pro junior finals the worlds and I qualified because I finaled at the US Open so this was October it was like off season my freshman year and I wrote him an email and the response back he's like come to my office before practice I was just like, holy shit, like, what's going to happen? Like, is he going to bring, like, whip me? Like, yeah. And he just basically read me. He's like, 
yeah, you can go, like, you can go to Bali at your little surf contest. He, like, didn't understand, like, what it meant. He's like, but don't come back to this team. Like, if you're going to be part of the USC women's water polo team, yeah. this legacy, like, you need to commit to your teammates, and you need to commit to this program, and you need to commit to this university. I don't even want to hear. Do not, never ask me about surfing again in the next four years. And, like, Woo! I was just, like, came back, like, crying, calling my parents. I hate him. I want to quit. I, 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 I think 99% of coaches probably would have said the same thing, yeah. but, but knowing that he's just... Yeah. Gnarly. No, yeah. and like that, like as hard as it was to hear at is that he still time. There? No, because of the whole admission scandal, he's probably going to jail. Okay. Yeah, which is like that's crazy in itself. Yeah. But um no, he sucked in that aspect, but also taught me so many valuable lessons that like pushed me to become an Olympian. Yeah. Um I think I always had the talent and I actually think he didn't see the talent for a while and then he finally realized like, oh, this girl's kind of good. Like, oh, she kind of has the demeanor to be successful on a higher level. Um, but he just kind of taught me of like what it actually takes to what commitment really means. Yeah. Um, the fork in the road was there and oh, yeah. he pushed you to the yeah the water polo fork. Yeah, and it like it was hard because like I loved college. I totally rushed. I rushed a sorority. Lived in the sorority house for four years. Like, I grew up going to visit USC. My sister was went to college. Like the college atmosphere was awesome. Like yeah. and I love visiting my friends in other Pac-12 schools. Like that's what you did. You, you were gonna go to high school and you're gonna go to college with the group that I grew up with. So that's why it made Which it is hard too. Kind of rare. It's not always happens that way no like i have surf friends that like obviously they're they're good surf friends but they're not close friends and they totally did the other route too you know but it's just my core group and of high school and good friends that's that's what we did yeah so i think that kind of kept me there as well as the water polo now when you were going to water polo did you aspire to like be on the team and eventually do the olympics no so it wasn't until there was one school project when I was 12 years old, and it says, like, what would you like to be do in the future? And I, I wrote, like, so it was supposed to be about the author, and I wrote, like, I would love to be on varsity, Newport Harbor's water polo team, go to USC, graduate with great grades, and compete in the 2012-2016 games. So I think I wrote this when I was, like, 11 or 12. But then my entire dreams changed with surfing, like, how I was projecting, like, my career, that that didn't even become like a realization that I dreamt of the Olympics until I got asked my junior year of college to compete on the Olympic team. Wow. So it was kind of like me foreshadowing what was going to happen, but I, I don't know if that was like what I loved to do at the, at the time. That's crazy. Yeah. So you wrote that in, when you were 12 years old Yeah. and then it happened. Yeah. And everything came true minus maybe graduating college with great grades, <laughs> <laughs> but I had fun. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't, nobody cares if you got straight A's in college, right? Yeah, nobody no, you knows. Got the, you got the degree. Yeah, as long as you got the degree. Yeah, but I put the D in the degree. The D. <laughs> Did, I mean, I, I missed a couple minutes because I stepped away for a call. Um, yeah, this is fucking pretty important, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like that stepping stone from from high school to college to like, how do you get recruited? Did you guys talk cover? How do you get recruited? Yeah, a little for- bit. We didn't dive into like how. So Adam Kikorian's the head coach of the national team and has been since 09. And they follow everything. And they he, know everything. He knows everything. everything. Like he goes to high school games. He goes to yeah. like whatever college games. Find the yeah. next like so dream go, team. So after 2012, um, the women's Olympic team won gold for the first time ever. 
Um, and there was a lot of vets that came back that wanted to compete to get that gold. They got a silver, they've gotten a bronze, they've gotten a silver. So they have never reached the gold. So finally they did that, and it was a big turnover of who was coming back. I think there was only three returners out of 13 girls. So he needed to have this camp in 2013, just basically inviting like a sh- everybody. everybody. Like, let's just see everybody. This is your first Olympics? This will be my first like training, training camp. For, for Olympics. Yes. For, okay. so this three years be, before. Yes. So he just invited this whole group of people, and I had a pretty good showing. And it was just like deja vu of my freshman year of high school. I was like, I had a good showing, but I hate it. Like, I literally hate it. So he was going to announce the team three days after the camp. And I had a, a feeling I was going to be on this team. Not the Olympic team, just the, the training travel team for that summer. You, you basically train until a month before the Olympics. No, so what did you hate? Like, uh, I just didn't like the people. Again, the time commitment. Like, the same, the same stuff. Like, I had actually a surf contest planned that summer to do the QS. Um, and... So I wrote him an email basically saying, like, I, I don't know if I can commit completely. Like, I have these contests lined up. Like, was I this after the... This was after I made... This was my junior year of college going into senior year of college. Okay. And after you wrote the ball that you wanted to go to Bali. It, this is a different coach. This is a different coach. Yeah. This was a lot cooler. But the same coach. kind of email. Yes. Same. Yeah. They, they, again, 99% of the coaches would be freaked out yeah. Yeah. doing anything other than yeah. eat, breathe, yeah. sleeping, like yeah. water polo. So I wrote him this email and I was like, I hope you understand. I would love to continue in the fall if, if you see me as a fit. So like in that moment, writing that email, I was ready to throw my Olympic dreams up. Like I just didn't see, like I just didn't have that dream yet. And then he, he kind of sat me down after we went back to practice. He's like, you know, you made the team. I was like, I had a feeling that's why <sighs> I sent you that email before. And he was super cool. It was early on in the quad, so I think it was okay. He kind of announced it as if I didn't make the team. So I didn't. I was really nervous of my teammates knowing I made the team and gave up on an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, he invited ba- me back in the fall. So I had the mediocre results in my serve contest that summer. I got like, I don't even remember where I went. I think I went to Peru, like a couple QSs. Maybe I was in Hasegore, like nothing great. And... That fall, when he invited me back, I was like, it's on. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Like, it's time to com- fully commit. So when, when, you know, when you go back and forth from being a water polo player to trying to be a professional surfer, what was your, like, and you, you were having mediocre results, like, what was your mind, like, mind frame like? Were you, like, just like, wait, I'm a fucking two-time, you know? USA champion I could do this but then you're not getting the results like yeah it was tough I mean I think I knew at that at, probably at that point I started realizing how much you need to commit to whatever you do to be yeah. successful yeah. like I'm starting to learn that with water polo um, because that year we won a national championship for water polo I ended up winning NSSA college championship for USC which was awesome but then I realized like these girls are training their year round and like the surfers? The surfers. Yeah. And I showed up to Peru, like, coming off of partying for after college and, like, doing all this and thinking I was going to win it. Um, and I think I just realized, like, whether it was excuses or it was the truth, I was like, I just don't have enough time to commit to this. Like, I think I can still be there. Like, why don't I just do the Olympics? I'll be in two more years. I'll be 24 and then go for it. Yeah. So I think that's kind of kind of the way I looked at it. Yeah. Um, and Which yeah. is great timing because of like 10 years earlier like oh 20, you're 24 you're retired you know like or 20 yeah. years you know like 24 
you, you you still probably haven't missed a step. You're still like you're still ripping. You're still ripping. Yeah. Like yeah. you're probably more mature and ready and yeah. able and like you can peak. surfing. Like we talked about, it's an entire life. Totally. You know, maybe not at the competitive side at that level. Just ask Kelly But yeah, <laughs> but to be an Olympian, like you got one chance mostly. Yeah. Like if you're lucky, like yeah. within that little window. Yeah, depends you know? on the sport you're in, but. Well, for sure. Yeah. And I was still like, that's when I was like a little young, younger, more stubborn. Like talking to me, if you talk to me like when I was 24 versus me now, it's night and day difference. I think like the last, obviously what I've been through too, there's just a lot more maturity and like perspective and realization. But then I was 24, I was like, I got to do it now. Like I need to do it. This is my time to like make the QS. Like I got to take advantage of this. Yeah. Um, But obviously, so that's like that fall. It was my senior year of college. So this would be like fall of 2013 into 2014 was when I fully committed to water polo to make Rio. In 2016. How's, how's the vibe with your other teammates that you're... How many others came from USC on that? There was the only... There was one... One on that team in 2016 and then two others on 20, uh, 2021. So that just goes to show the, the status quo of like USC and the caliber of like... How many talent? We, we only... It was only USC, Stanford, and UCLA. Those are only three schools yeah. that made the US. Oh, that's a lie. Our goalie, Ashley Johnson, who's a freak of nature, she's from Princeton, but she's just like the outlier. Yeah. She's so good. That is But yeah, so besides good. Ashley. That made up the Olympic team. Yeah. Woo! So, so what year was it? And what Olympic, what year Olympic? Tw- my was? first Olympic Games was 2016 in Rio de Janeiro. And you guys won. And yeah, in Brazil, we, we won the gold medal, and which was rad. Who was in the final against you? We played Italy in the final, and that that squad was like pretty insane. So that stat that I love to share is the entire the entire tournament. We played six games in that tournament. We were only down for thirty one seconds in the entire tournament. Wow! Because Hungary scored the first goal in one game. You were and dominant. besides that, like we dominated, and we beat Italy in the finals. I think it was like by four or five goals. And the U.S. never won a gold. They won in 2012. So there's a handful of girls that were back to back. Okay. So was that the year you had six goals in the in the final? Yeah, not in the final. Just oh, six just throughout in the, tor- in in the tournament. tournament. Yeah, I think I scored six. That, that. I mean, there's not you know depends on you know the game. There's sometimes they're not high scoring games. Sometimes no. you know like yeah. ten whatever is kind of average. Six you know like it's yeah. not a because it's such a quick pace yeah. game. Like, it's so fast. No, I was, I was super proud of how I played in that, Dude, in that game. Like, at that huge. point, that was the best water polo I played. How and many I, How many people are on a team? Like, so there's 13 total, but in the water at one time is six field players and one goalie. So 13 people on yeah. a team. Yeah. So six full people. bench, backup goalie. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. That's, that's the importance of what I'm saying is, like, like every major sport yeah the teams are pretty small the biggest yeah. team is what football maybe yeah definitely but for sure fucking water polo is 13 basketball yeah. is probably around the same too yeah yeah something like that so the you know the the chances of anyone making a team is pretty slim to none unless you are yeah. of that caliber yeah i mean what and we have that caliber <laughs> sitting here. i know it's insane i love it because i i mean i have so much passion for the sport of water polo because my kids in in you know, at the time, you know, the kids started and we're like, oh, this looks fun. And then I'm more like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have fun? I and hope you have fun. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, you know, your 
dad, like to get into USC, you had that like, you know. You had legacy. You, you yeah. had legacy yeah. and you had the realization of like, wow, this is this is big, you know, like this, I'm second generation, you know. Yeah. And then making the Olympics that you're, you know, your dad, your uncle did too, make yeah. the Olympics. Like that is like. How, how like, being it's so rare, so, I know. It's so rare to get into a college. Their, their cheeks must hurt. Oh, yeah. Because like, <laughs> they're always smiling. Yeah, he's so proud. Every time I feel like I walk over, he's like talking about me. I was like, geez, Louise, dad. You're like being one of those parents right now. Yeah. yeah. You blame him? Yeah. yeah. You just wait. Yeah. You just wait. So, That's all we talk about is our kids. Yeah. Pretty so, annoying. No, I'm just kidding. Rio, what an amazing place to go for an Olympic game. Like, you're lucky, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, and, you know... The, the opening ceremonies when everyone walks around the stadium waving the flags, like, what was that like? That was like, people ask me, what are your like favorite moments of the games? And I always come up with three, and that was one of them. And that was kind of the like realization, like, holy crap, we did it. Like, yeah. we are actually Olympians. And, you know, re- the Rio experience was so much different than the Tokyo, because Tokyo was COVID, no fans. So I think, and also the first, like it's just something special about the first one. Yeah. And it was just packed. I remember like chanting USA in the tunnel before United States goes out. I like still get chills because I can just remember it so vividly. Yeah. We're all like 600 athletes are just chanting USA, USA. And it was like that realization of like my lifelong dream came true. Like I'm just like a little girl who fell in love with the sport and now I'm at the Olympics. And also just being so proud to be an American and like yeah. that camaraderie, like and in that moment, we were Team USA. Like, I was taking photos with Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, and they were just, like, <laughs> loving it because we're all kind of equals at that point. Yeah. And, like, walking to the opening ceremonies with Serena Williams, and it was just Gosh. such a trip, but also just, like, you kind of knew, you, like, soak it all in. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. I bet when you're, you know... Because you're wearing blazers and stuff? Yeah, I forget what. I think it was probably blazers. I know Tokyo was blazers. Yeah, yeah. and you're... The Ralph Lauren get-up. All that stuff, to me, is pretty special and, like, crazy to hear about, you know? Because it's, like, so special. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're, what, you've played a role in history. Not just american usa history but world history yeah you know like yeah it's such a trip and like sometimes i don't do a good job reflecting every once in a while like when you say that it was like it's like always like yeah that was rad yeah and and women's water polo has only been in the olympics since 2000 so i think our head coach gave us the stat and obviously like 13 people are on a team but there's a lot of repeaters so i think for rio we were that team was like one of like 37 women to ever represent the United States of America yeah. for women's water polo in the you're, Olympic Games. You're going to be etched forever yeah. in history. Yeah. And then you turn around a couple years later and do it again. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's also, I mean, talk about surfing being addicting. Like, the Olympic Games are addicting. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Now, are you going to compete again? I, yeah, I didn't think so. So, again, like, it's just like a broken record. Did one game, thought I was going to be done. Let's go surf. Then Tokyo comes around. I'm, like, so over it. There's so much, like drama with covid and then my injury like there's so much wrapped up in that second quad that was just exhausting like i remember not even knowing i was exhausting until i came home from tokyo i was like i just need to take a nap um and then i was like it's time to surf signed up for all the qs's i was like i'll fire it up to surf again take take, take a nap and take a break yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. like ready to surf and then 
started getting the itch and I had a meeting with Adam who I have a great relationship. I really look up to him and it was kind of like our, our closing meeting. So this was a couple months after Tokyo. You always have like just a debrief of the quad. So we just sat at Alta Coffee right by my house for like four hours just talking about everything. Who's Adam? Adam's the head coach of the women's team. Okay. So the Olympic coach. And at the end of it, so I thought we were wrapping up and I was like, okay, like, he's like, you know, I never tell somebody to retire or, or not. And, and he's, and then I was like ready for the next sentence to be like, it might be time for you to retire. But instead he's like, I think you could keep playing. And I'm like, no, that's not what I wanted to hear. Like I wanted to be done and have closure. And then he called me up months later and was like, so are you going to do it? And I still didn't know, but I was like, fine, I'll do this summer. We'll see how it goes. The summer being now, like we just had uh, finished up in end of ju- or early July, and I had so much fun and like it was such a good squad, new energy. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this one one more time. Wow. And, and, and what's what's the caliber? You know, are you are you like? I feel like I'm still at the top of my game. Like, oh, this talent is like you're exce- like. What's the dynamic of the team? Oh, it's like, a trip. You know? I mean, you always you always are worried like the next person coming, and I think that's a little bit of what pushes you to yeah, see, still like... competing. But um, I mean, with world champs, so I'm the oldest on the team. We have a, a few vets that have gone to multiple games, so I don't I don't think I'm like the wildly vet, but I definitely am taking on a new role. Uh, it's just like mentorship and leadership. Like, and like yeah, like, like, like and the older I am, it's like you still I'm still competitive as can be like I still want to perform at my highest level but you realize it's like not all about that like if the team wins that's sick yeah but we have world champs in, in Hungary and like after not playing a real water polo game since a year ago in, in Tokyo like came out and I was like oh I'm playing totally fine like this is awesome like I still got it so that's epic yeah and it's really fun and then you and then you get super nitpicky and then like I remember in the finals I was like oh I could have done this better I could have done that I was like okay so there's clearly stuff that I still want to better about my game yeah. and like still get well, that better makes and compete. you the champion you are yeah I guess like you just know? wanting to how, how much continue. Uh, how much of the, like you know, when you make a mistake, we all know, like, oh, I could have done something. Like, I mean, just like in surfing, like, oh, if I just would have. You have that mentality. You're hyper focused during a game, and you kind of could replay every moment. You know, but do you guys study like footage and like does you know like yeah, how it's, intense is it's like so intense. They get all the workout and training, but then. Oh, like the, the, out, the outside full, yeah. like, scattering report on every single player in the world, every, like, ten, team tendencies. We watch video of our opponents. We watch video of ourselves. We're given video, so if you want to watch any, any footage you ever want, it's all tagged and coded. We have um, a sports psych that comes with us on trips. We do, like, mindfulness a couple times a day. We do pretty heavy, like... <laughs> so talk about so oh, professional. Yeah. Like, yeah. so professional. Like, we do some it's, pretty heavy... It's like, the most professional amateur. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, your paycheck's what? And you're like, yeah, I know. Don't don't remind me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the Olympics still holds value in the world. Yes. Right? Like Marketing. Marketing, but, like... People will watch the Olympics still. You got your Cap 7, like, photos? Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> totally. But the, the training, you know, I'm sure it's gotten more sophisticated. Like you said, like, you have so much, like in surfing, right? Yeah, it's the same. Like, like same. you know, we, we laugh about, you know, helicopter parents on yeah. the beach. And then they got a videographer and a coach and a this and a that. And what do you need? Yeah. Sorry, we got kids in here. We're just this part of the show. Yeah, right you do. I, love it. I love it. Yeah. Huh? You looking for something? Yeah. Alright. Well we're busy right yeah. now, Duke. You're going. Mom said I don't have to. Yeah, well, I did. 
Mom's picking you up right now. I'm going. <laughs> he doesn't want to go to soccer. Yeah. Oh, you're going to soccer. I've been there. I went the other day. I went the other day. Mom said I don't have to. You want to be the best? You go every day. She said it was my choice. Do you want to be in the Olympics? Yeah. Huh? Yeah? yeah. <laughs> not really. You know, she's an Olympian. She's got gold medals, bro. From soccer? From water polo. Water polo. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? And a professional surfer. Wow, yeah. right? I might not do Olympics. What? Not Olympics, but maybe. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know how. Yeah. You're going to try. I don't care, like your age. You're a little yeah. stud muffin. <laughs> Anyways, that's her youngest. That's Duke. Oh my God, so yeah. cute! Uh, a little sweet pie. Rascal. Rascal. rascal you yeah. are a little rascal. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I mean, at that level, it's the highest level of competition. Yeah. Even though it's not pro, I mean, yeah. It's still... I mean, we still we've it, it's getting better and better, obviously, especially with a successful team. But we get a little stipend, like enough to like make ends meet, you know, so we don't have to worry too much. Um, it's not like we're throwing a bunch of money in our savings account, but enough to like keep doing what you want to be doing at, at my age. And we always have this argument. It's like, yeah, we need more money. We deserve more money. But then you like think about the business side of like an NFL or NBA, and it kind of takes away from like the pure joy of the sport. Like mm-hmm. we play water polo because we love it. We don't play water polo to make a living, you know? Right. So I think that in that aspect, it keeps our sport pretty core and like yeah. the group really tight. And we only get notoriety every four years during the Olympic Games for the most part. So, so when is the next? It's 2024 in Paris. So wow. two years away, yeah. But there are World Games every year. Yeah, so World Champs is every two years, and that's the second biggest yeah. competition. To... And you'll, you'll be competing in that? Yeah, so we just got back from that, and then we'll have another one next year. Because the schedule got all messed up with COVID and, mm-hmm. the, yeah. and the postponement of the Tokyo Games. How'd you guys do? In... We won. Yeah. Of course she did. Yeah, That's beat, why we have we, you on the show. Yeah, we beat Hungary. We only have winners on the show. <laughs> are, are, is the U.S. teams, you know, I know you talked about, I think, sponsors. Are there team sponsors you can't go after any other, like, it's, advertising? No, like, it's, like, pretty flexible. Like, they're not that extreme. There are some team sponsors, but you can have individual sponsors as, as but well. But if, like, Toyota said, hey, you know, we want to use it in a commercial, you'd oh, be yeah. like, no, oh, no, it's good. You Toyota. totally could. Lake Elsinore, Chrysler, Dodge, yeah. Jeep, and Ram, bro. Oh, well, that's our sponsors, and we love those guys, but Toyota's an Olympic sponsor, so I'm just kind of... No, as, as individuals, you can kind of have whatever sponsor you want or they or wants you, but you just have to follow, like, during team games, you have to still wear team uniforms. Of course, yeah. And that's basically all, like, team suits and, and team... Who makes the up. team uniforms? Uh, Turbo does our water polo suits, and then we really don't have clothing sponsors but we just all match essentially wow. yeah that's no one no one's like ralph lauren doesn't uh, they they do the olympics Olympic. so the olympics are different it's nike for like just your everyday outfits and that's what you wear for your podium and stuff and ralph lauren is opening and closing ceremonies wow. and then oakley is a team usa sunglass sponsor okay. but those aren't like our team usa water polo sponsors what about goggles uh turbo has them as two cap seven oh, so turbo really, yeah yeah I saw somebody, they're on Shark Tank, and they have, like, these, God, I wish I remember the name, but they're, like, they customize, they're, they're all, like, customized goggles. Oh, wow. For, yeah. for size and yeah. water polo? Like, yeah, for, for swimming and water polo or whatever, you know, but, yeah, I was like, yeah. whoa, that's kind Smart. of genius. Yeah, they, yeah. now, do you still not have a manager? 
No, you want to be my manager? <laughs> yeah. I don't, but we, we know some managers. Yeah, yeah. We, can, we can talk. <laughs> we'll have to give you some names. Yeah. Dude, for yeah. sure. Because, I mean, you got to parlay your work. I know, and it ebbs and flows. Like, sometimes I'm like, I want to be on it. Like, I got, like, our team as water pole players and then just our individual stores within the team and, like, my own individual stores. Like, dude, we need to be, like monetizing this somehow or just like getting some support somehow because there is room and you hear about other people's stories like dude that's kind of cool but like our stories are cooler yeah but then and then all of a sudden work starts and you're just like okay i could care less about a sponsorship i just want a gold medal yeah and you kind of like go into work mode so it's like just always kind of ebbs and flows depending on the season they need a manager yeah yeah you need (laughs) they need somebody to take that off and so speaking of work have you ever had a job um no, like I was, I was sh- shop rat at Russell Surfboards when I was young, and they gave me like a quarter to sweep the floor. Like I went to one, um, I for, even forget it was a Newport Surf School class, and to teach. And I was like, dude, I'm so over this. I'm not coming back. <laughs> so I've been so spoiled in, in in those regards. Well, you're busy. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm as a parent, you that that is your your full time. Just focus yeah. on school and sport, you know, and if there's yeah. room to, you know, make a dollar or whatever yeah, after, like, but like some girls will coach, like some go play abroad and you can make a couple bucks there. And then like, there's not too many opportunities in the water polo world. Um, like during these off seasons, I know some went to school to get the like teaching credentials and whatnot, but uh, I've just been able to figure it out where I don't have to do that. <laughs> what hey, man. Uh, what were you going to school for? I did communications major with an occupational science minor. And what if you're to try to find a job? What job would you want? I mean, or, I just I love sports, commentator. so I actually have actually thought about commentating um, down the road. But like, I I know, kind of going back, it's like okay. The older I get, the more I understand the window. Like as a as a professional athlete in general. And then even if you throw in, like, a female athlete and, like, what my goals and aspirations are to have a family one day, like, I know that the window is slowly closing. So it's, like, I know everyone always says, like, set yourself up after, like, have a plan. I'm, like, no, you know what? My plan for the next four years is, like, two years of water polo, win another gold, like, give everything I possibly can to surfing, see what happens with that, like, go on trips, enjoy it, and then worry about what happens Well, your 20s are are your your window to take as much risk yeah you know without looking back like yeah. i mean it's don't yeah don't and sit I, there and be like oh I, you gotta have everything figured out you gotta have a career no just go freaking live your passion yeah and i think i've done a good job my parents have allowed me like some parents stress their kids out obviously and then like now i'm in i'm dating my now boyfriend for like two and a half years we know we're gonna get married at some point hopefully soon i've been just roasting him about the engagement like where's my ring but <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's every girl yeah. I, i've been in there that situation so I'm hopefully like, the next time i come chat with you guys i told my wife i'm not getting yeah. married and having kids before 30 and that i failed at both of those yeah. <laughs> but i think like in regards to tom it's also nice knowing you have like support that way as yeah. well so i think if i was single at 30 i'd kind of be tripping about like what the next steps are but having him and just comfort in that it's like kind of sports like go go do it like go win another gold go surf and we'll figure it out yeah what about what about coaching we know like either have that gene or you don't you know like yeah for somebody like you i i don't know i i mean i i couldn't be a coach i don't have the patience um you know if you if you love kobe and you love like work ethic and when people don't show up and 
give it everything that you would get have given it's kind of like it's hard to play that mediator you know like yeah coaches totally. are supposed to be hardball yeah. hard ass but like i i don't know you either got it or you don't it's yeah. definitely a a tough teacher coaching is like the same kind of yeah manners yeah. Ma- mannerism you gotta have the same qualities yeah right like to to mentor somebody and you know, be able to but not get I, pissed or frustrated with that person. And you do it for totally. the love and not the money, or sometimes you do it for the accolades and, and well, you know, it's, a, it's a working... Yeah, I think, I mean, for coaching, like, let's go water polo coaching first. Like, I know the time commitment it takes, and it's like, dude, you're working more than a nine-to-five. Like, you're yeah. more working more and you're not... You love it. And you're making less. Yeah. And I don't know if I want my schedule to be like that. Like, I need the flexibility to, like, yeah. have that balance. And then surf-wise... I feel like it would be kind of cool, but you're seeing so many people come on the scene. I just don't know if I have the surf like niche to want to do it. But yeah. what I do love and I've known over the years is like really mentorship, especially younger athletes. Like I love the like nine to 12 kind of just like seeing the like passion that they get like the, mm-hmm. Oh my God, like you see it click. Like I love what this is. Yeah. So I've talked, uh, we do camps for champs with my teammate Cammy, but just even like talking about what it looks like, like maybe awesome surf camp, five days a week, but not just surfing, not just teaching kids how to surf, but we bring in like awesome, empowering women to come chat or like my buddies that were on the tour, come chat. Like we have, we have so many awesome connections with successful people in our lives. Like just have a cool camp. Like let's empower Water polo half the week and surfing the other. Yeah. And SoCal. That'd be a great school right there. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in COVID lockdown world, like, Gilly's camp. You're, we, we were, our kids, they would have to go, they, the pools were all closed because what lives in chlorine? Nothing. You oh know? my God, yeah, don't even get a So, so they, uh, they were having to train. Well, it's the spray. Yeah. yeah. The spray's going to yeah. spread. No ball contact. You're like, yeah. bring your own ball, don't yeah. touch anybody. It's like, well, how's that a team sport? But uh, yeah. they used to go, they were going training in the ocean, you know, and they, and they were down in Newport and doing like yeah. jetty runs, swim uh-huh. runs like, and stuff. Like lifeguards for and, and then there were some kids who, it's a full culture shock. And then the kids that were, you know, did junior guards or, you know, can know the cold water or the I mean, you could be a great swimmer in the pool, but it's a different story being a great swimmer in the, in the ocean. Oh, yeah. And it was like, wow, this is where we're at. Like, I thought we were playing water polo, you know, poor know. kids were, you know, in the ocean. But so, yeah. So back yeah. to surfing and you're still trying to do pro contests yeah so i'm doing all the regional events that i can that work out with my schedule um our water polo schedule is pretty lax until basically next may then we go full-time so i'm just trying to take advantage of it um and it's like i mean i made the quarters at the jacks i was psyched on that working with christian signs yeah he's the man um we're pretty much this orange county or yeah Orange County surf coaching, yeah. surfing coaching. We love yeah. Christian. Yeah, and he's basically like my same age, so we grew up in the rankings together. Sick. Like, so we've known nice. of and known each other. He's got like a 15. stable of horses. Huh? Oh, it's insane! Like yeah. what he's doing. He's so busy. He's so busy. He works so hard, and like I kind of came up with it. Like I went all in with Simo, and I was like, "This is I can't do this again because it's just not where I am in my life." So I went to Christian. I was like, "I have more to give in surfing," and I don't want to like have somebody full time, but I just want to work with somebody to help better me. And like, you know, you know everything about surfing. Yeah. So I work with him once a week, get clips, practice some heats. It's really yeah. fun. It's like exactly what I need at this point. Yeah, but, just to be in the mix, another little bird trip yeah. in your ear. So, like, Hey, you're doing this right. Do that. And yeah, just yeah. staying in tune. Yeah. So the Jack's just, pro you, you made the 
I, got, I made quarters, so I think it's like equal fifth. That was the first contest of the season. Um, I'm going to do the Virginia Beach, Outer Banks. There's a couple super girls. I'm just going to do them all, and we'll see what happens. Like, clearly I can't commit to a Challenger series if I make it, but, like, it would be awesome to do a couple Challenger events if Ooh. I qualify. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just think, like, I still love competing, and it's really funny. Like, these girls are, like, 15 years old, like, half my size, half my age, and I'm, like, still getting fired up to compete and just better myself and, like, my aspirations at one point were maybe when make the world tour and win a world title. And like the reality is, is like, all right, will that happen? It's going to be really pretty impossible to do that. But I still think like I can rip and I've never really been able to go on trips and, and make an edit. So that's like a, a new goal that's kind of coming wow. into fruition. Like it'd yeah. be so cool to travel and just like show the surf world that I can still surf. Um, and just like, well, I think that's a pretty rad, interesting story. That yeah. The rest non-surfers of the world yeah, yeah we'd love to see an olympian water polo and introduce surfing to a whole new demographic yeah. that yeah. isn't like accustomed to like wait she does what she surfs you too? need an agent girl yeah. <laughs> yeah like there's a really good you story behind agent, girl. like you on your journey to where you're at going again for for another you know gold to trying to be a pro surfer was it the wasserman group yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. There's we, a lot out we, there. We know the Wasserman Group people. Um, <laughs> did Did you do um, before you know traveling as a surfer? Did your family like? Oh, you like surfing, like, or did you guys go on family trips? Like, yeah. So um, let's go somewhere in those waves. That's what it ended up becoming. <laughs> so I would travel. My dad would be awesome. He would just like me and my surf buddies, the same pals, like. Our, our home was kind of home base when I was younger. Like, you'd come into the courtyard. We're a block from the beach. you just surfboards and bikes were everywhere. Um, sometimes some kids from, like, the broken homes would come sleep on our couch. And, like, we'd surf in the morning. Dad would drop us off at school. It was, for a few years there, it was just, it was so awesome. Like, so much fun. And then, of course, like, we're starting to get better at surfing. And you just, of course, as, like, a 13-year-old, all you think about are, like, surf trips. Like, where can we go? Where are we going right. to go? So when we were young, we just did strike missions to Gaviotas all nice. the time. Like, my dad would just throw in the car with, like, three other, four other kids. Be like, taking your kids to Mexico. We're going to go find some waves. Gaviotas is the best. It's so, and it's, it's so easy. But yeah. that was, like, our introduction to, like, surf exploration. Yeah. And, like, we'd have... There's rocks. Because, you know, you grew up in a beach break outside the jetties and the pier. But it's like, oh, there's rocks yeah. and reef and kelp and everything. Well, we it's had like that funny... Two hours, you're in a different country. And you're yeah. really... In that gated community, you feel like you're in Newport. <laughs> totally. But, but you were driving, we're like, let's go see Baja Malibu. Let's yeah. go see, like, the, the, what was the surf... Like K-38? guy to no, it was like this, a book, a surf guide. Oh to yeah, Baja, yeah. I'm like, oh, sure. K38's right here. Oh, we got to go check out La Fonda. And yeah. Like, did all that growing up, so that was really fun. And then we got a little bit better and at surfing. We're like, hey, Dad, now it's time to like get on an airplane and go somewhere. Like, take us somewhere. So he took uh, me and some buddies. We went to like mainland Mexico a couple times and, and just did that stuff, which was which was awesome. And then um, all of our parents agreed. I don't know how, but. Uh, agreed to go on a Indo boat trip. So we, two dads took eight kids. Me was I was the only girl, and seven of my best friends for our high school graduation on an wow. Indo boat trip. Wow! Wow! Mental wise, yeah, like the full deal. It was insane. And actually, some of um, I'm still super close with all of them. And we just went to El Salvador, got back like last week, and there was four of us down there, and we all went on that trip, just like laughing about it. Like how what a trip! Like 15 years later, whatever. 13 years later, right yeah, there. we're back on another surf trip. So on the boat trip, you were the only girl. Oh, yeah. Only girl, 18-year-old. This girl parents just, are just like, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun. Hit you. You go back. You go left. I'll go right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, you're at a left point. 
<laughs> that, I mean that, that. What a. I mean we've we've gone out to those islands. Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I've only gone once. Pretty good. Yeah. And it's like, just that experience, the boat, you know, the cook, the food, the oh coming in from surfing, watching them movie in the AC, like, oh, look, you know, like, yeah, you, you just, yeah. there's no better place for a it's, surfer than that. It's the ultimate, ultimate surf, surf dream. Yeah. And I'm sure it's still probably pretty similar. Like Wi-Fi is probably pretty tough, but that was the point was like, yeah. I messaged my parents like at the airport on Wi-Fi. I was like, all right, I'll talk to you literally in 14 days. Like and my parents were just like, all right, we hope you're okay. <laughs> and it was just, you just disappeared. Yeah. We should go on a trip soon. Fuck. <laughs> Let's do it. Invite well, me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. Uh, so what boards are you riding lost? Mayhem. Yeah. 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 And what, what kind of boards do you like? Like swallowtails? Uh, I'm pretty like, so I'm obviously a bigger surfer and then surfing QS events in like California or now Florida. I always got to get the groveler dialed. Yeah. So I love Uber drivers. I just picked up a sub driver. Um, the high performance puddle jumper has kind of been my go-to, Ooh, nice. but, um, yeah, I just got a V2 grinder. I've never surfed. And then I got Mason's ho little new little wing that I've never tried. So those are going to be two new ones, but I haven't had that much time to dive into boards and I tried to, and it almost got overwhelming. Like I was like, okay, I need to learn. Like this would be so cool to learn and just understand like everything about surfboards. And there's just so many options and different variables now. Like, yeah, and then yeah. you add fins involved yeah. and I'm almost like, I need to just stick with what I know. Like this board works good. I know dimensions. Like yeah. that's as far yeah. as I get and some board models. And I'm like, you know what? And that's why it's great to have somebody like Christian. I'm like, Christian, what does this look like? Like, what do I need to do? Or what do I not need to do? Or what yeah. fins work and don't? Huh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's cool to have, to be open to this whole new world of design fins and coaching like it's such a trip that yeah. you know at this stage of your career the tail end of surfing you could still improve very easily oh yeah you know you get on the right board you get on the right they get the right fins and get the proper kind of critique from from christian i mean you could elevate your game yeah. well and if you, you look know? at like qs events and like sloppy conditions it's like you don't need to be doing air reverses to make heats. Like, it's yeah. just smart surfing and technical surfing that gets you through a majority of heats. Like, okay, when we're talking pumping waves and you're on a Challenger series or a CT, that's that's a different ball game where yeah. that, that stuff kind of adds up a little bit more. But you watch these girls that are just so consistent, and you're like, they're not really doing anything that not making, special. So you can make the least amount of stakes yeah. and, and catch the best waves in the yeah so it's like if you break it down that way it's like oh sure i'm older like but like it's, it's totally doable yeah. to, to make heats and those little things that give you yeah. confidence that's all it really takes yeah. I mean, yeah when you have the confidence in yourself yeah. like all the little advice that you're like oh okay that works yeah. and then all those things start working you're in the right frame of mind. Well, I mean, that's what most coaches are. Or when it heats. Yeah. You, you know the feeling under your feet. You know when you got a good wave. You know how that board feels. But it's having that, like, confirmation. Yeah. You know? Or that subtlety of, like, hey, if you, you know, that looks amazing, but maybe go an inch, go, go order another one, like, an inch bigger. Yeah. Or, you know, like, you know the volume, you know what, you know, works, you're not sinking, and you know how, you know, the, you you know your board. Yeah, and but, I think, yeah, and it's just cool, like, this is why I know I still want to surf and compete, because we'll go, like, whatever, I go surf, get a clip, and it's a backside turn, and Christian's like, no, put your head this direction, 
yeah. then I'll go out there and if I'm able to implement it, you feel personally feel the difference and then you get to watch it back on the clip and see the difference and then you just get geeked out. Yeah. Like if I wasn't getting geeked out over that, then it's yeah. like, all right, maybe I need to hang up the towel. But just like moving my head at like a five degree different angle made all the difference That's and I'm so stoked weird, on huh? it. Yeah. Like just go a little higher, turn the shoulder, yeah. you know, like, you know, like how come I didn't throw a spray and I kind of stuck. Well, you didn't get up, you know. It's too like bad a, uh, late night didn't have a coach back in the day because... <sighs> Game over. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he had, you know, talent, but, n- you know, lacking in between. It might have been those late nights. Uh, <laughs> you know, when the waves didn't come, I just said, you know, wasn't There's my squirrel. day. There's squirrel. Yeah, it wasn't my day. Those freaking waves. Yeah. Um, how about wave pools? Have you partaken in the wave pool? I've done Waco a couple times. I'm obsessed so with great. it. Yeah. Uh, it's Wait till they open so, up right here. Like, I know, in Palm Springs, right? Yeah. yeah. Palm Springs and then... Oceanside is good. Oh, you know what? I did just hear that. So I've done that I one. I heard that one's going to be the plunger. Okay. Which is really Oside? weird. Oside? supposed to be plunger. That's wow. that Australian one, yeah. right? Yeah. Y- Yapoon, Aki's. Yeah, Aki's one. So crazy. Um, There's I, so many. I know. It's exciting, but it's like, wow. Like I can't wait. Hopefully, it's uh, so fun. brings down the cost a little bit. He's done Waco a bunch of times. It's so easy, too. And they like, do a good job of it. It's just a compound. It's like a weekend adventure. Yeah. So fun. It's I the best know. pool day ever with just your, your friends and family yeah, and people. Exactly and then you throw in surfing. You're like, wait, we're just chit-chatting, hanging out in the nice cool, you know, yeah. pool. Yeah. And then there's a perfect way. Yeah. Like, have you done Kelly's yet? No. If you guys have a contact, let me Bro, know. We need to go. <laughs> yeah. The contact <laughs> is right at huge shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Like, there's our We've friend, been fortunate. Yeah. Kelly Sorensen, who owns On the Beach, he He's a surf shop rents owner. it out for oh, a couple yeah. of days and then sell spots like Tavarua. Oh, sick. So he's yeah. got one coming up on December 1st and 2nd. I might need so. to look into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's been our long-term sponsor. Get an agent, week. get a sponsor, get it paid for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, what was like your, your favorite, you know, you've you've gone on trips for com- competitive surfing. You've gone to, you know, mentalities like where where is your like go-to spot if you could hop on a plane right now? I feel like it's kind of all over. Like, right now, I've never done the Maldives, and I want to do that. And, like, make it kind of bougie luxury trip, do you, too. Do you follow the, the Dorians? No, are they there right now? Yeah. Those little... Well, the waves are sick, and then you can also, like, that's like a trip. Five I can, star. Yes. It's a five star. Yeah. Like, I'm getting a little older. I'm, like, I'm appreciating nicer things these yeah. days. Yeah, I need AC. <laughs> yeah. um, it wouldn't be nice to have a Mai Tai on an <laughs> yeah, infinity exactly. pool watching a perfect ride. Sunset Mai Tai. It's kind of how they roll down. So that's definitely a bucket lister, but um, yeah. I did Nomotu, like, so long ago. And it was one of, it was kind of like, one, I was 15, I think, and I just went with one of my friends and his dad. And it was one of my first trips where it's like we scored, we got to totally immerse ourselves in just the culture yeah. and just like I mean, if you guys have been to Fiji, it's just the nicest people in the world. Amazing. I've never yeah. been. It's customer so service, cool. looks, waves, yeah. service, food. So you served Tavarua though. No, so that was Tavarua I wasn't didn't. open yet. So I was on Nomotu. So I did like swimming pools is like my most fun ride ever, and I'm regular, so I loved it. But we did all the lefts too, and I mean that one just sticks with me. Like it wasn't like I was ripping. I was still 15, but it was just a very memorable trip of like travel and scoring and like yeah. the exact surf vibes you should yeah. get from a trip. Yeah. So I love that place. I'd love to go back and go do Tavi and restaurants. Damn right. It's so funny to hear a girl, a woman talk about surf trips the way you talk oh, about Oh, geek it, out. Right? It's like, like the same way. Go fishing, kind of have yeah. sashimi yeah. and you know. Cause you're like frothing. You're, yeah. you're, you know, 
Oh my god, when the waves are good, I froth like harder than all my friends combined. We yeah. were in El Salvador and we got fun waves the first day. A couple, the two days were kind of small. And then the last day we knew there was swell, so we're like, let's go for it. Just surf all day. We had to leave by two. I did like four sessions before two, and my friends were like so dead. They're like, you're seriously paddling back Sleep out? Sleep on a plane. I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, like, hurry up, breakfast. I got to eat. I got to go back out. And they that's were just epic. tripping. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's what, I mean, that's what keeps us ticking, right? Yeah. Like, next next surf trip. Where are we going? Yeah. What are we doing? You know? Like, it's just, again, it's the internal life of fun, and hopefully it keeps us young and active. Yeah. You know, it, like some sports, like, how are you going to compete at your level after the Olympics like is there there's masters but I feel like I think water polo being out of shape has to be the least fun sport you could ever play and some people love it some do masters twice a week in the evenings and they have little tournaments and some big tournaments too but like I see after after to- or Paris like I'm you might take a break, make- but then you're like, I love the camaraderie. I want to go see my peeps, depending on who's in it. Yeah, like maybe know? maybe for a couple years, but like <laughs> I'm not playing water polo in my yeah. high thirties. <laughs> well, they, they don't have surfing to keep you busy and keep you inspired and go and have fun. You yeah, know? like yeah. that's yeah. And you're you're part of the Newport Beach Board Riders Club. Yes, yeah. it's the best. It's How cool so is fun. the Board Riders Club? It's so cool because I obviously, I mean, one of the reasons I always come back to water polo is the team aspect. Like, just nothing cooler than, you know, supporting each other and trying to go after a a goal, a common goal. And then you kind of feel that with the board riders. And you feel the community come together. And And you can still have the individual sport off-season or whenever that's not. And then you have – it's the best of both worlds. And seeing some of the names, too. like And then in my own personal world, I got to see some girls at uh, the lowers contest. There was the board riders champs. Um, that I haven't seen since like NSSA days and we all just give each other a big hug and like like time stopped for a second we were yeah. all laughing that we we're back at a contest and um, I mean it's a, I'm similar for you guys I'm sure but it's just brought Newport border like Newport community that much closer yeah well that and, and you brought up how you know the mentorship and on the water polo side and you're able to give back as being you know kind of a, a senior on, on these you know new girls coming yeah. up it's the same thing on surfing you yeah. know you're able to be like, well, I'm going to go post and drop a, a seven. Hopefully you're the whammy, you know, <laughs> which is a lot of pressure. Yeah. What do you know about pressure? Well, yeah. you know, I've got a couple golds, but okay, we'll give you a whammy. No. I, I swear. <laughs> like, I was almost, I think, maybe more nervous in one of those events than, yeah. like, a pressure. you want to let people down? No, not yeah. at all. And it's yeah. like people putting pressure on you to do well and the waves are sick. We got the Thursday day at Lowers before wow. the wind happened. Mm. And it was so fun. And Newport actually won and made it to Friday. And I think Friday was the blown out. So bad. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of shitty. We, we yeah. went down there and kind of rooted our team. But it was so, I mean. Yeah. What a bummer. I know, to have the permit at Lowe's. Yeah. And that's how it happens. But yeah. I mean, it's hit or miss. Somebody's like, well, I don't know why they hold it in May. And I'm like, well, I, I was yeah. in a contest in May. And it was like ceiling high and pumping and i had to pull out for my brother's wedding in the quarters i'm like sorry Is that may yeah oh, may, wow. may 2nd and i'm like sorry i'm not gonna be here the guys that beat were so pissed and i'm like i did i'm best man at my brother's wedding I'm not yeah and this is a contest yeah. i don't care yeah even though i, I did I did care you gotta play yeah. cool though well, totally if you ever get divorced <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you're just gonna pay i have a boat trip no they're not yeah. they're like the best couple but it you know it's like they're you know 
You never know. It's Mother Nature. Yeah. You know, like it could have been. I mean, G Land, we've been waiting for that forever. I know. Uh, yeah. And, and the it week is before, what it is. before and after. Yeah. Right? It was this pumping one. before and after. Yeah. But that's what uh, makes surfing great, too, though. Yeah. Like, as much as we'll complain about it, that's like makes the days it's pumping that much more special. Yeah. When I have yeah. to hear some of my water polo teammates com- com- like complain about refs, I'm like, dude, you need to go try to surf a heat and like all the uncontrollable <laughs> variables that are involved with it, and then you will not be complaining about a ref in this. Yeah. How about you guys just play harder and have a, at least a four or five point lead, and yeah. then you don't have to worry about yeah. a ref yeah. making a shitty call. Yeah, you know, like you leave it within point of margin. Like, yeah, you're a five. Yeah, yeah, a lot of games like that. We love you, refs. <laughs> yeah. Has that smile? No, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot. This has been incredible. Yeah. Like, so what's next for Gilly? So off to East Coast for a couple QSs, and then we slowly but surely pick up water polo in the fall, have a couple training camps here and there. And BCS? Nice. Yeah. BCS-y? I guess BCS-y. it's the 60th year or something. Yeah. One of my favorite events. ECSE? Yeah. yeah. Even though the waves are always tiny, you always bring up a nice epoxy, something really, you know, growly. Yeah. Yeah. But the people, the beach, the, the, the surf community there is incredible. Yeah. yeah. And then it's yeah. going straight into Outer Banks. And then I've got like a bunch of friends coming because it's Labor Day weekend. So we're making a vacation, yeah. like fun time out and of it. Make too, sure so. you check the forecast because that place freaking dumps like Newport. Yeah. Yeah. It could be good. Could be really good. Mixing business with pleasure. Oh, yeah. Always, right? Anytime I can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? The It'll be um, Water Polo World? Yeah, so the World next games? big competition won't May. be until like next like May. Okay. But yeah, it's Worlds in Japan. Nice. Yeah, so we'll start easing into that. And then Olympics in 2024. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three P. Three P. Do it for Mamba. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's a long ways away, but we're gonna we're gonna call it. Yeah, two years fly by now. Yeah, though. yeah, right. So fast before you know it, be there. Like yeah. what happened? Ready? Well, yeah. this has been amazing, Dude. and we thank you so much for telling us Sharing your story your and even your injuries and just like the life and the scheduling and it's, yeah, Thanks, guys, it's, I appreciate yeah, it's it. really yeah. cool. And you know, I'm. My daughter surfs a little bit, for fun. She never had the competitive surf side, but loves water polo. And then my middle guy, it, you know, he, I think he could do both, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to make him listen to both. this. Yeah. yeah. Tell him he could do both. Cause He's going to do better than his dad. Fudge. <laughs> I, I would be stoked. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Lennon says, make a heat. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, such two dynamic sports, they, they, you know, individual side to team and the way you balance the schedule and they have the family support and you know, the big shoes you had to fill yeah. coming from that, like dad and, and uncle performing in Olympics too. Yeah. It's crazy. You probably made your parents way prouder than any other kid around. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, live your dreams. Keep going hard. Yeah. You know? Follow your passion, and good things will happen. Thanks, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kaylee Gilly Gilchrist. To your time. Goals. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. 
clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.